0: It's coming down
1: from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Yeah! The ticket's up, the news is out, finally found me. They ran a gate, had it made, straight would treat more about it. Nevermore
2: to go astray, this be the today of the war. Hello, welcome to episode 195 of the UK Steelers podcast. That noise is Mike's dog scratching to get back inside, and this... Oh, gosh. <laughs> just kidding. You're joined as <laughs> always by me, Simon Stallion. we got Mike, we got Rich, we got Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys?
1: Not too bad. I mean, I'm ill. It's my birthday. I've got internet problems, but
2: <laughs> none of that all of that
1: powers into insignificance with what you've been through, Sai. Well, like well we,
2: we've of. had a lot, man. We've had a lot get, just to get this week's episode together, right? I mean, we've mm-hmm. got, you know, Dave had to drop out last minute. We've had different people in and out. You know, luckily, Rich was here to join us. I wasn't supposed to be here because of the operation, but that kind of went well. So I was like, you know what? Let's just jump on top of football. It's all good, man. It's all good. We got here in the end. Your internet yeah. has been a complete <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, <and> if <laughs> You're it, currently it, like perching your neighbor's like bathroom, right? Recording. Yeah. I'm, uh, the
1: guy that, my, my neighbor upstairs neighbor Jay, that uh, sometimes takes a shower during the show has stepped into the breach and like I'm now on his, his internet. <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't reach into my usual place. I'm now in the front room. So if I sound weird, it's because anything I'm per- could happen.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm anything per- could
3: happen. But yeah, and, so cool.
2: uh, and God bless Mike, looking after the dog.
3: Yeah, in his he, leg. No yeah, not, not humping at the minute. And yes, that was him. Unfortunately, scratching. <laughs> great timing. I was, I was, I was going mad trying to trying to uh, mute the mic. Um, but no, Dougal wanted to wanted to have parts, so he's currently getting bribed. Um, so he mm. makes no noise. So apologies if um, there is random barking at some point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It's all good. We, we, remember the time we had Matt Audley on and, and like um, his dog was going nuts? That was great. I enjoyed <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that was funny.
1: <laughs> and we had the Google named after um, the Father Toad character.
2: Has to be. Yes. Yeah. Love it.
3: Love it. Yes. I've, I've been told something about a Magic Roundabout, which I have no idea what that is.
2: <laughs> you ever a seen a Magic Roundabout? You're no. old enough for that. Or oh, maybe not. Uh,
3: it's probably not an Irish TV show.
2: I'm old enough for that. Oh, fair Oof. enough. Maybe not. So. They, they, made, they made a film of it in like the mid-2000s. Go check that out. Uh, Alright, <laughs> all right. well this is an exciting episode, and this is why we wanted to get it done today, because um, this is one of my favourite episodes of the off-season, is the um, Ranking the Position Groups episode that we do annually now. This always causes some debate, some argument, and I think this year is a particularly interesting one, so we get into that. Uh, before we do, check us out on patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers podcast. Uh, as always, shout out to our beautiful, wonderful show producers this month, Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen uh, in absentia. Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Jason Bowdler, Ian Ferrugia, and Christian Robb.
1: just realised oh, I no. didn't. Oh no, in, in, in the big booth. The
2: sounds. I did, I've
1: just got to plug them in. It could be one second. <laughs> Wait, on. I have sounds, I have sounds. I have sounds. Nailed it. One <laughs> <Well, I'm> second, <laughs> in, in a second. Well done.
2: Amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, one and all, um, for continuing with this horribly low production value show that we bring to you every week. All right, should we get in some news? Today? Is the uh, is the sound drop ready, give
0: I hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Steelers on 3 Steelers.
2: All right, let's get this train back on track. Steelers signed veteran outside linebacker Marcus Golden. Uh, I think, was it today or yesterday? Um, 32 years old, former second-round pick in 2015. We signed to a one-year deal, so the Steelers get that kind of, uh, you know, one-year contract for a veteran that we probably were expecting would come at some point for some depth in this outside linebacker group. Uh, Golden started 14 games for the Cards in 2022, racked up 48 tackles, two and a half sacks. He did have an 11-sack season in 2021. What's the the lucky on this one, Gav? I think you were excited, right, that we brought him in?
1: Yeah, well... I like the player, but I just I like the uh, the move as well because obviously um, it was a little bit thin there behind the the two starters. So great move, like a bit of a sack artist, pretty good ball rush and a bit, bit of a bit of a handful off the edge. So yeah, good player, good signing, like it.
2: I think we absolutely needed some depth there, right? Um,
0: mm.
2: I, I haven't do- I haven't dove deep in, into any of Golden's film though. I would like to uh, maybe see a cup or some of his sacks at least. Um, but that that came across the old news desk pretty late for me, so I, I haven't seen this. Have any of you guys seen, uh, seen much of Golden?
0: No, I haven't. Uh,
3: not, not massively. Um, I mean, he's, 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 I think it's something like career just shy of 50 sacks mm. and sort of 11 of those or 10 of those, as, as you mentioned, were in one year. Um, he's had three, three double-digit sack seasons apparently.
1: Yeah, four last year, four sacks.
3: Oh, four? Two and a half. I don't know
2: where I got it from. Oh, you know, I do know where I got it from. The Steelers' website, so answer me that.
1: Uh, well, PFF was <laughs> four sacks with a sort of uh, 62.9 pass rush grade, maybe coming off a bit of a down season. But I think 21 was better. Just hopping over mm-hmm. to that on the old uh, PFF machine. Oh, Jay's internet's not letting me... Uh... So, okay. man, yeah, so uh, 21 was better. Overall grade of 73 with a pass rush grade of 72 with 11 sacks, as you said. 29 stops, four forced fumbles. So yeah, twenty four hurries total pressures forty four. So, I think I think he's got potential. Bit of a bounce back, bounce maybe back. a bit
2: more than we had last year with you know the rotating kind of group there hmm. that didn't offer a lot.
1: Yeah, it feels like um, he's got a lot more upside, a lot more of a like a yes. serious NFL pass rush like repertoire than than what we've had I mean, the last then, since since Ingram. This is, this
2: is yeah, I gotta say this is what we tried to do with Ingram, right and that didn't seem to work out because he still seemed to be in a phase in his career that he thought he could be a starter and, and hopefully that isn't... I mean, I, I think Golden's been a rotational guy for a while anyway, right? So, yeah, uh, I don't think we'll have the same issue. So, very good. Very good to have some some veteran depth there. I think it was needed. People are getting a little bit nervous about the idea that Nick Herbig or Quincy Rocher were the next guys up. So, yeah, uh, big fan of that. Uh, cuts, we've got to talk about this. So, we Steelers cut three dudes. Uh, Amike Egbule, linebacker Tay Crowder and Master Teague running back R.I.P. Um, I mean, I know we were all excited about seeing some more Teague.
1: Well, he just looked so good in that preseason last year, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and he was a hot name now where we thought after that injury last year, he might make a little run at this open third running back position. Kind of struck you like a Steelers running back, right? Big dude. Could yeah. really power through the tackle. So, uh, I don't know what the story is there. That feels to me like a guy who would have made training camp if, if all was well. So, yeah,
1: I'm a little injury. surprised at
2: that. What's the word? Yeah, yeah. Is there
1: any word? No word.
2: I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. So, I don't know, maybe the Steelers just weren't as high on him as we were, you know, but he certainly seemed to be a, a training camp darling amongst the fans. So
1: Maybe um, he's a guy that could get brought back at some point.
2: Yeah, possibly. And Tay Crowder as well. I mean, he was a guy that attracted some attention when he was signed up. I mean, he was a guy who yeah. people thought might have been entertaining a roster spot. Uh, right. So, just a couple of, you know, interesting names to be cut this early. Hmm. Uh, we did sign two guys, Toby and Duque how do you say that? Any ideas? No idea. No idea. Actually, UDFA. Know. He was a, a tryout defensive lineman who came in on on, uh, on the tryout days, and uh, Cody Trest, or Crest, probably Crest, right? Who was originally picked up by the Colts out of uh, SHU this year as a UDFA, and then waived. So we picked him up. So some movement at the bottom of the roster as we sort of you know finesse this and try and get to ninety men ahead of uh, ahead of camp. Yeah. Um, but not too much going on there. And then Mitch Trubisky signs a two-year extension through 2025. I don't think we talked about that last week, right? Nope. Or I,
1: mean, uh, I, don't, I don't think we uh, talked about Mason. We signed, I think we? we
2: did talk about Mason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, um, yeah, more work being done on the QB room. Uh, I think some people were a little bit like confused when this news came out, but it sounds like Mitch is a guy that they want around for Kenny as much as anything. And he's yeah. obviously a very tasty backup to have.
1: No, I didn't think he was that. I mean, obviously, he didn't deserve to hold on to the starting spot all season. But when he came back in that second go, mm-hmm. I thought he looked he looked alright. He played well. I thought, you know, not sure. um, not enough to keep Kenny out of his number one spot, but as pretty like one of the best backups in the league. Surely he's got to be at this point.
2: Yeah, PFF ranked in thirteenth, was it, or thirteenth or fifteenth or something, out of forty uh, odd yeah. eligible QBs last year. Yeah interesting but uh yeah i mean you know and I, I, as well if you look at the details of the deal it's one of these things that you can get out of in any particular year so i think this is just kind of shoring things up and he's going to be i think he's happy where he is right he's kind of finally accepted that he's maybe not going to get a starting job anywhere he's not going to be able to compete for that so why not stay somewhere he's comfortable with like you know he was saying in the interview right that he's good friends with kenny and wants to keep helping him and him and his wife and his fiance are both friends so Seems like a match made in heaven with Mitch Trubisky there, so yeah. that's the one too. And then I, I sometimes wonder what the dynamic the dynamics are in that room, though, right? Because Mason never seems to get mentioned by anyone else. I know that we make out that, that this whole Mason narrative is made up, right? But no one talks about Mason Rudolph even in the locker room. What, like, does he just sit on his own little table to the side, away from know. Mitch and Kenny who have like a little
1: <laughs> in-group? That was a new thing last year, right? Because before, previous years, there was a bit of buzz around some team wanting to sign him, right? Like a sort yeah. of, one of the more desirable backups. So, I mean, I, I think what it says is that the Steelers have got one hell of a QB room. I mean, mm. maybe, maybe they haven't got the best QB in the league, but I think they might have the best QB room in the league. The depth is
2: there. Sure. The depth, Absolutely.
3: Yeah. 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 I, I think with the Trubisky deal as well, he was due t- just over 10 mil on the salary cap and the extensions reduced that to just over six. <laughs> mm. So we've actually made a little bit of cap room by the restructure
2: we're clearing space for old highsmith the that's old highsmith signing it's coming yeah it's coming and we've got uh probably like i mean i think we we're at 86 when we made those three cuts and then the signing of cody tress would have taken us to 87 so i think we've got either two or three roster spots open as well so keep an eye on that oh and then obviously we've signed golden so probably two roster spots open um so there's still, you know, there's, there's money to be moved, there's positions to mm-hmm. be taken. So, you know, keep an eye on the Steelers here, late in the free agency moves. Um, all right. Is there any other news before we get to the main main event of the hey, show? It's Jim right. Brown, I think. Oh, I of course, yeah.
1: Um, uh, sorry, I was distracted by that noise, whatever that was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously none of us... I mean, I know Jim Brown better from movies, to be honest, rather than... Mm-hmm. Uh, them playing obviously highlights, but, uh, but I mean, is he is he the greatest player to ever played? I mean, it seems. I mean, obviously, there's some contro- controversy about his life and things that happen. But I mean, what a player! I mean, he was before your time as well, wasn't he, Rich?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's before my time. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, I know I knew a lot about him growing up though, because he was, you know, he held that rushing title till I think Peyton <laughs> broke it in what was it, '84? I think yeah. Peyton broke his rushing title. So, I mean, he was very much known. If you followed football, everybody knew who Jim Brown was.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's certainly for like my dad's generation, you say who named one American football player, my dad would go Jim Brown, you know, but that's more because of the movies mm-hmm. than watching the sport. You know, I mean, some great movies. I'm, I don't know. You, you ended up watching Any Given Sunday, didn't you say, si, after all?
2: I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, great performance yeah. in that. I mean, really, yeah, 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 really with,
2: with Al Pacino.
1: At the bar, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Running Man, Mars Attacks, Ice Station, Zebra, Dirty Dozen. Some great movies, man. Mm.
2: More prolific Running than I realized.
1: Man. Yeah, loads of movies. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. You know, there's loads of people saying loads of things. If you want a good, a proper sort of, uh, you know, bit, there's loads out there, so probably go elsewhere. But I just wanted to not tip the hat to him,
2: really. Absolutely, yeah. Did you listen to the... Uh it really gave me a surprise listening to the around the NFL the end of the episode. You, you listened to that? I With did. I remember listening around.
1: To it the first time round as well.
2: See now that even that was before my time. I hadn't even got to them then, and, and I could not believe Max Essler's voice. What was going on there?
1: I know. I know, <laughs> so good. I used to think, oh, it's the, the, those nerds on the end of the DDFP.
2: That's crazy, man. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that must have been just before I started because I think when I got in, it was like the very very early days of when they had their own feed.
1: Right. Um,
2: but I, I would, I'd, yeah. So I wasn't even there for the ATL Debate Club days. So yeah,
1: well, because there was a period before that where they were just guests They'd come on and be guests. Yeah. and Then they were yeah. given their own show with that intro music, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's anyway, yeah. Okay.
3: Do, do before before we move on to the main event, and I suppose this is typical of me to say this, but do we want to mention the Steelers <laughs> and Irish link by any chance? I Does actually did forget. Making the call.
2: I literally did forget, but but please, please go on. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't see. I don't want to try to, try to stand on any toes here. I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation or whatever it is. You guys are always claiming that I'm doing with the Irish, so I'm handing I'm handing this over.
3: <laughs> go on, I'll, I'll take the reins. So, as as, as most people know, was it less, less than a year ago the the sort of global markets program yeah. started, and and yeah. every franchise. I didn't even know what the process was. Applied, registered, whatever they did to select a particular territory. And I must admit it was good. It's Steelers, the only team or the only country they picked was Mexico, if memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, got announced this week that they're that they're commencing a new partnership with the island of Ireland, not just Northern <laughs> Ireland or Republic, but both. Um I mean there, there was I was messaging a few lads on on some of the um the Irish NFL pods and like you know, they were saying the the buzz around the press conference today at Croke Park, which is sort of the largest sports stadium in, in Dublin, well, in the country, is that it's a case of when, not if, the Steelers wow. are going to be playing a game at, uh, at Croke Park. Now, interestingly, Croke Park holds 15,000 more than Field. I'm also fascinated to know whether the NFL would make the Steelers give up a home game because mm. that's... You know, there's a couple of franchises: Steelers, Green Bay. That's almost sacrilege to to do something like that.
2: Well, if you remember, the Jags also got this right, so it was the Jags Mm -hmm. and the Steelers. So, could you see a situation where it's a Jags v Steelers game in Ireland?
3: I might need Uh, to go through the schedule and and, find out what that's going to be.
2: And and it's a Jags home game. You know, I, I could certainly see that. I mean, it'll happen. You know, more. It'll happen at some point, right? Because I think we play them this year, but I, I'm not saying obviously it's not this year. But I just mean, you know, they're an AFC team. It'll happen.
1: Hmm. Um, what other teams have strong Irish connections? I'd say New England. Are they Boston? Seems like yeah, a, you would think Bears,
3: so. Maybe yeah, New but
1: York. I, I New York,
3: yes, yeah. Yeah, but I think the Rooney link is is, is the, big, the one. Yeah, um, yeah, like the it, it, that's the clear the clearest day link. So oh, that's it's right. great. It's great oh. news. It's great news.
1: Yeah, what I was gonna say aside from playing games what does it actually mean is
2: it
3: I genuinely have no idea i, I don't actually it, understand it's a focus the
2: thing right it's a focus <clears> thing <throat> whenever there's any NFL events th- these teams represent them in those countries right the draft right you see all the you see all the teams like las in Mexico hosting picks right and blah blah blah, and they throw parties and events over there. that's really what it is they're just, they're just trying to grow um fan bases naturally in these areas by sending specific teams over there and making them like little hubs so similar to what the Jags have done, really, in the UK,
1: all, all Ireland uh, attempting to reunite Ireland. It's not often that the <laughs> island comes up as like, an entity in itself.
3: It is I'm a bit a, interesting, yeah. I'm all for it. Um, yeah. who, who knew that it would take uh, <laughs> Kenny Pickett and the boys to uh, to shore, shore up all that all that history?
2: You know, far <laughs> be it from the Rooney family to shy away from dealing with major political <laughs> issues. Um, no, it's good, man. I, it's strange though because now I, I don't want to put my foot in it here, right? But the UK it includes Northern Ireland, right? Am I yes. am I correct on this? And doesn't yes. isn't isn't don't the Jags already like isn't that already a thing in the UK? So what, just strange to me, like why why would they not just do Republic of Ireland?
3: Funny, I did wonder that as well, but. I... Whatever it generally means, if it improves the chance of the Steelers playing, yeah. <laughs> on, that, that's that's all I care about. Like genuinely, and and trust me, I will be trying to move heaven and earth to announce a Steelers' sixth round draft pick next year. Oh,
2: you sh- it should be you.
3: I mean, who, <laughs> who 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 should be ahead of you in the list?
1: Pass. Yeah, I mean, what, you know, they, they're, I'll they're stand, I'll like stand there
3: topless with my Dude. Steelers tattoo on me. tits
2: Is there a more prominent Irish Steelers yeah. fan than Mike Duquesne connection? I mean, come on, yeah, yeah, it's all there. And he owns a football club in, in Ireland. The connection's oh, everywhere. Uh, never mind. Uh, go on. Go on. Is there a Bray Wondrous update up the Seagulls?
3: It. Uh, my uncle is no longer the owner. Oh, come on, mate. Sold what? it some time ago. Um,
2: I remember that. Well, <laughs> he still owns them in the, in our hearts, I think. We'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's roll on anyway. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. If the Steelers do play, the Steelers and Jags play in a couple of years in, in Ireland, we are definitely all going oh. to that. Um, yeah, heaven and earth. there will be no uh yeah no excuses for that one um you know i was talking to the um shout out to the steelers france uh guys on twitter they're, they're a good follow um, and they were wow. oh awesome. yeah, yeah all, uh, big supporters of this podcast and awesome. um, yeah and uh they were telling me about you know they're, they're doing a trip to pittsburgh this year when we've got a two-game run um i think it's like jags and green bay or something like that and um or jags titans we play titans on thursday and they, they sent me this like, they found a great hotel that was just like a two hour walk from the stadium, which actually, you know, given you know the way a Pittsburgh is set up is like a 15 minute car ride, but <laughs> that's as close as you're going to get without spending four grand. And it was like 880 quid for like, you know, for me to stay for like three games worth of time. And wow. all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm starting to add this up. I'm like, could I do this? And I even applied for an interest free credit card to put it all on. <laughs> and and I've backed away from it because I've decided it, it, would, it would have probably been like all in like three grand plus. And I just I just ain't got that
3: money right now. So well, depending on numbers, lads, we can say with some family of mine in Pittsburgh, we're all right. Digs all right. are sorted.
2: Well, I'll tell you, okay. So yeah, well that's a good point. So I'm gonna hold off for this year and then maybe we can arrange something uh, you know, as a group in the coming years. Oh, that'd be great, crack. Anyway, let's roll up. Uh, positional rankings. let's go we do this every year now Gav sometimes when we do these repeat segments you, I, I try to dive in and you tell me you've got some like information about the previous time we did this is that the case this time?
1: I do have the I 22 knew it. combined scores so, uh, I'm in his it. head I'm in his head well, you, you know me by the um, <laughs> last year's rankings we had the despite Ketz putting the wide receiver <laughs> in, the wide receiver group was still top number one then we had the safety group then the edge group at four was the D line group at five we had the running backs at six the tight ends QBs came seventh eighth was the quarterbacks ninth the inside linebackers and at the bottom all the way down at 10 was the O line mm. do we feel that how did we feel that shaped out over the season I think I think O line being worst was probably correct
2: uh, how yeah. you feel about the
1: the wide receivers at top
2: That that was the thing is the offense didn't play into that right, Um, but they certainly didn't live up to the top position.
1: Well, there was the Claypool trade, obviously, which changed the dynamic a bit. Yeah, Pickens was a nice surprise season one, Mm -hmm.
2: but then DJ had a bit of a down year. Yeah, well,
1: only a only a down year in terms of touchdowns, wasn't it? Mm. Still think it was a productive year for him.
2: I don't know that you could argue that the receivers were one, though.
1: Who would you put up top, then?
2: Well, we'll get to it. (laughs) Um,
1: But coming on to this year, I I definitely found this year harder. Definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like this was the hardest year that we've done it. Um, It feels like the whole roster is more balanced. I think that's the job that Omar Khan has done. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's still, if we were recording the show yesterday, the edge grouping might be slightly lower than it is today because of Marcus Golden. But on the whole I mean you look by it's it's tough to i'd say one to eight even are pretty tough to rank really i don't know if you <laughs> yeah. guys found it easy but i've certainly struggled
2: I, I totally agree yeah it's it's as hard this year as, as i think it's ever been and I, I you're totally right I mean from one to eight i think there's arguments you could make um that could be number one yeah we're gonna have a lot of argument in this one i think a lot of a lot of debate
1: we did yeah and um it's it's going to be a tough one. Uh, how, how do you want to go about this? Should, should we just should I just go for my first top? How do we how do you want to do it?
2: Yeah, I can't remember how we did it. We just go around doing one by one, and yeah, I think so. Have a little okay. discussion as we do it. Yeah, I think
1: what we do is I'll 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 say my first one, and then you say where you've got them, and then um,
2: okay, and then mix all right,
1: and then yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll mix it up. So I'll start first. I know I, I I'm denied about this, but I genuinely think this is the top group now. And maybe this is just my own personal excitement uh, about what about the moves that have been made, but this. This group has moved up seven rankings in my, my chart. Oh. Quite a mover, yeah? Uh, this is the tight ends group. Ah. I about this group, I think, because they're really lacking that blocking tight end, and I think I think Washington can come in and be that. And this, with Gentry and Muth, I think this is as complete a group as you can get. And we, if you include Haywood as well, I don't know, is he including the tight end group? I'm, I'm including I, him in here. I,
2: I did throw him in there, yeah, even though it's a bit... Obscure. I mean, he's yeah. caught some passes, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: This is this is a good group. And on top of that, because um, I look, I like to look at the sort of cap impact. It's a $5.5 million they're spending on this group. It's a very cheap group. 29th in the league, 2.47% of the cap. So to me, that is a fantastic value that they're mm. paying so little for this. And so for me, yeah, they, they were one. Does anyone else agree with me? Where are the tight ends there? Uh?
2: Anyone got them at one? Nope. No, no. no. Anyone got them at two? Nope. Okay, Okay. I have them at two. Uh, I'm with you, Gav. I mean, the only reason that maybe they're not one is just because, um, you know, I don't want to put too much in a guy that we haven't seen anything of yet, you know? Um, Right. That's the the only, you know, because I totally agree with all your arguments. And I think Muth is a seriously impressive Titan one, um, underrated. I think we've only bolstered this group, right, with... I think Gentry's improved over his time there. And, you know, if he sticks around the roster, which I'm hoping he does, then uh, I, I think this is a great group. And obviously, Connor Haywood's shown he's got solid hands in the regular season when called upon. So i uh, totally with you. Yeah. Cheap, great, high end number one, great blocking tight end by the looks of it. So, yeah, number two for me.
1: You both got ranked last, Rich and Mike. I'll leave it You guys are now. What's that? Not that far down. that.
3: <laughs> no, not last. Um, I've got Thailand ranked fifth. Okay. That's what I have. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I, I genuinely, in the top eight, I'm not yeah. going to argue with anyone. Really. This is so, so tough. <laughs> and I love the, I've not considered this, but I'd sort of give it some thought over the next couple of picks. Like, uh, like you mentioned, Gav, cap space, um, and how that's, you know, we've, we've essentially got all rookies in Zach's entry. Mm-hmm like that is not about and for it to be quite a, a you know moot big positives washington god who knows what he could be um you know it, it's on the up we haven't just got guys in on the cheap and we're just filling a filling a position with nobodies you know it's it is a very competent group of players at very team-friendly deals I currently say yeah 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 fifth fifth I'm happy with
0: yeah, a lot of our positions because we have gone through so much change in this offseason. Arguably, the most change I've ever seen in a Steeler team.
3: Mm-hmm. You you
0: have a lot of new faces in a in a new system. Even if you are veterans, they're in a new system. And then we have a lot of rookies. You know that that are going to show a lot of promise. I mean, we may have what three, four rookies starting by 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 regular season. So. Rookies show promise, but they're still rookies. You know this. Washington looks like he's going to be a great addition, especially blocking. And uh, but he's still a rookie, so you just yeah. you just never know. I mean, Google the name Tony Mandrich. You know, if you have any doubt to what yeah. I'm saying, he's the most highly touted offensive tackle to ever come out of college. He, he had he he averaged like eight pancakes a game. He was just a monster. And he and he was a bust. He was he was number two overall drafted in front of Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, and Derek Thomas. Oh, God. And and he, and he busted. You know, he came back about four years later. The Colts gave him another chance. He tried. They tried him at guard, and he was a much better guard than tackle. And he had a decent career for the next three or four years. But you just never know, guys. You just you know, rookies. You never know.
1: That yeah, that's definitely true. But I've got high hope for Washington just because he can come in and block. Uh, you know which is a little bit simpler than coming in and running complicated, you know, routes and he can be, his role is going to be a little bit simpler. So I'm, I'm hoping he can make an impact year one.
2: Yeah. Just interested to see how they use him, right. And how much he can get involved. And I think it will be plenty, right. If they want to start running these jumbo packages and, you know, mm. 22 personnel throwing stuff out there and just see what they can do. But uh, now I'm with you Gav I mean I, I've got them rated a little bit higher but at the same time Mike and Rich I can talk I, I'm looking at number 3 and number 4 on my list and you know it's razor thin I could easily swap those with those positions so yeah um, it's so I, close I, I totally get it um, alright so how do we do this now Gav do you want to go to your number 2 do, uh, yeah, no, you go to
1: your, no no you go to your number 1
2: so I my so. number 1 I, I remember how we do this now ok um, my number 1 interest to see if any of you have this is the D line anyone on the D line no, no takers. Yes. Okay. Oh, we got one. Okay. Yes. yes. Hello. Hello. So I think the addition of, of Benton, obviously well, I'm very high on to, you know, Cam Haywood and Larry O makes this a very deep and formidable unit. Um, and then along with having what I think is some of the high, I mean, you've got a guy like Cam Haywood, right? He's one of the best players on the team. Benton, I think is going to be an impact rookie. Larry o showed he could be uh, very effective in, in terms last year. And then you've got, I think some really good depth here, right? Both, um, Old and new faces, you know, that are going to be fighting it out to make this, I think, one of the more competitive groups for places on the 53. I mean, you've got uh, like Adams, Leal, Loudermilk still there, and then new faces like um, Armand Watts and Brendan for that he brought in. So there's a lot of depth here as well that are going to be competing for a place. And I think when I was looking at it and I was like, right, what's the best mix of elite talent at the top and solid depth? I thought this was it.
3: Yeah. I, uh, look at someone like, Philly and, and, and where are they dominating? It's it's mm-hmm. in the trenches and being able to rotate. And I think that's been potentially a flaw of ours for a couple of years where we've, you know, injuries and stuff like that. Of, of You know, Tyson who had been injured for over, a, you know, a season and a half of the last two years, sort of hurt us without having that extra body in there. But I could see Leal taking a step. Um, Cam's Cam. Monty Adams, okay, let's see a little bit more out of him. But having Larry Yo, Louder Milk with a couple of years under the belt, and having the rookie in there as well, you know, there's all of a sudden five decent pieces there that we can move around um, and rotate in and out. I,
2: I'd be surprised. I mean, I've got a sandwich bet, a sandwich bet I'm talking about. That's not That's not us. Uh, kebab bet on the line that Louder Milk doesn't make the 53. I, I, I know, yeah. I'd be surprised if. Um, you know, either Armin Watts or Brandon Foco doesn't take that spot on the D-line. And maybe Adams doesn't make it either. I and mean, both of them make it. So I think it's going to be mm-hmm. competitive. Where
0: well, you got them, Rich? So Mike has D-line too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just keeping track in case no one else is. I am, but you, you go ahead. Oh, you are? Okay. I'll stop then. Um, I got uh, Edge. Oh, sorry, I was going to ask where, where you had
1: D-line, Rich. Sorry, just for... Just for
0: <laughs> oh, right. D-line? Okay. Uh, D-line is four. Okay. Okay.
1: Four. Why? Why? Why are you not putting them first? Just out of interest.
0: Like it's of? it's so close, but I think I think you and, know. And, and you were dealing with your internet, so you didn't hear this. We were talking a little bit about it, and you know the the criteria is kind of like for me. The way I looked at it was we're we're balancing starters with depth. Like we're not just looking at depth. We're not just looking at starters, which I did one year, if you guys remember. I just looked at starters, <laughs> but we're balancing that. But the way I look at it is if if you even have a warm body at three and four, if you have arguably the best tandem in the league, like these guys could easily both make the Pro Bowl this upcoming season. That's just, to me, that's the strongest position on the team. I, don't, I think it's, for me personally, it's a no-brainer for me. I, I didn't, That's the only one I, I got easily for me. The rest of them I had trouble with um, all the way down the line. But one, I, I think it's it's edge.
1: Sure. Uh, just for me on on the D line, I, I I'm with you, Rich. I've got I've got them down at four, uh, which is a down two spots for me on last year. The reason being, I mean, obviously I love Cam. You know, I I, I like I like Larry O, and and I'm excited for for Benton. Um, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that I, I still don't think there's that you know tree trunk nose tackle run stuffer on the team. Uh, yeah, that I wanted them to get like in, in Ica. That's the guy I wanted. Um, so I do think you know I, I like Benton. I know there's a lot of love for Benton on this podcast. So I don't want to be sacrilege and, and talking <laughs> down, but he, he does get moved backwards um, against double teams. You know he's not got the best anchor. He's more of a kind of penetrator dude. So I just worry, I just wonder that there's going to be times, game, certain games against certain opposition, that that, that that this middle of that line isn't as tough as as we'd want. But it's still a great group. You know, Cam's a year older, but he's still fantastic. What are you say? That's
2: what I was just gonna say. I agree with you, but I think that's why they've brought in Watson for Hoko because both of those guys can do that. Now they might not be the yeah. elite end talents, but I think the view is that these are guys that you maybe don't need to pay that much, right? You just need a big body in there that can fill in gaps and you can rotate him in. If you're struggling against the run, if if you know Nick Chubb's running all over you all of a sudden, you just roll out, you know, an arm on Watts, who's a, who's a big massive dude in the middle of the D line, rotate him in and and, and see where you get from there. So I think they view that as more of like a rotational position. Rather than something they want to focus on in the draft and start. Yeah, I, that's yeah, why
0: I, I, hear, you. I hear you. I just, I, I, I think, think before Benson's time is done, he'll be a D end on our team. I agree. I, I don't I think, think so. I don't think he can. Yeah. I don't think he can handle. I agree with you, Gav. I don't think he can handle the nose tackle position the way we would prefer it to be. You know, handled. But yeah, I we'll think he'll be one hell of a sub package guy. You know. Yeah, I think I, I do too. That, that's
1: where his, his bread's going to be bad. But as far as the group goes. You know, the Steelers are spending a lot here. They're spending the fourth most in the league. They've got 17% of their cap invested in mm. the D-line. That's like 38.4 million. Wow. So They, well, they better amazing. be good, you know? That's, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: Is, is that all going to Cam Hayward and Larry o Then I guess?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. spread across the starters, but yeah. You know, mm. I mean, you know, they, they, they better perform. And I just yeah. hope that is isn't the soft medal. But yeah, so I've got the fourth. Rich uh, has got fourth, and you guys have gone first, so in in the top group. But um,
2: I uh, should so mention we... while we're doing this as well, because I, I did uh, we did get sent Mark's list just to, just as out of interest. He has he has tight ends first, as we discussed, and then uh, D line fifth. So
1: okay, let let we like so, the he's first, so he's on board with me. That's good. I'm not a, yeah. Not a, tight ends
2: first, great. and defensive D-line. line fifth.
1: Okay, despite his uh, love of Benton and the fact that yeah, he's wearing Benton no. shirts. Still putting mm. it That's good. That's good. Produce some art. You're not um not too much of a homer. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Oh, we, so, Rich, you you want to go talk about Edge then? Because you had them first.
0: Yeah, I I think I already pretty much yeah, said just everything just, that I wanted to say about it. Yeah,
2: I was, gonna, I was just going to say on that, Rich, because just to circle back to uh, what you're saying about you know having the two best guys. I, I, I'm with you on that. I did consider them for first as well, but but for me, it is you know I was just trying to I was trying to mix depth with it and and it does always concern me that, you know, the pickup of golden is, is nice, but you know, there's still such a drop off there from one and two to number three, which I, you know, I don't know. I just don't think is the same quite, although you could argue, you know, you, you, you lose Muth and that tight end room looks a whole lot different as well. But
0: yeah, um, yeah I mean, I look, look, look at it this way too. So si. what other position do we have that talent at at at, 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 at like say two position players or one position player? Okay. Quarterback, no way. All right. Yeah. running back Najee's great, but TJ's the best at his position. Wide receivers, you know, you look at Johnson and and J- Johnson and Pickens versus you know uh, Highsmith and Watt. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Tight end, you have a rookie with Fryar You know, I just I don't want to go through every position, but you see what I'm saying. You just yeah. have two guys that are just so freaking good at what they do on the same team. Which is yeah. really yeah. awesome for us, you know. So that's kind if, of if we were opinion. if
2: we were ranking starters, they'd be one, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 It, it's, I even said that in, as I wrote the notes, right? I was, I couldn't let a position where we start T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith fall any further than third. Yeah, uh, and you know, you could make the argument that I could move him to second. To be honest, it's close, but um, you for know, sure. I just think, yeah, go on.
1: I was say I, I had Edge fourth and D-line okay. third. Until today, when Golden signed, and oh, I flocked him.
2: A- ah, you,
1: you bumped him up one. I, I was so worried about that lack of depth that was really hurting them. But you know. I, I
2: think, I think maybe, obviously, I'm viewing Benton a little bit higher, maybe than you two right now. And, and you know, with with having Larry and Benton in that three, that group of three there, I'm, I'm excited about that enough that the, the depth that the D line has that the mm. edge doesn't pips that for me. But uh, you know, I don't know the, the idea of just having Golden and you know what well, I mean. Maybe Herbig gets a chance and some. Rotation snaps Quincy in the preseason. We see how he does. I don't quite know where he'll end up.
1: Hmm? Quincy Rocher.
2: Yeah, Quincy Rocher. Maybe oh, finally makes it. Yeah, <laughs> former sixth round pick. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think you can drop him much further than that. Where do you have him, Mike?
3: Uh, second. Yeah, okay. and, and in fairness, an hour before we jumped on, I had them third. So like, hmm. I, I've it just kind of goes to show how tough ranking these few are. Again, I won't argue anyone unless they've got them ninth, but. Um, yeah, any, anywhere in the inside that top handful, we well, we do have two elite, elite, elite guys.
2: Let me give you this then. Uh, mark has given the Edge a number six ranking. Mark, what are we doing geez. here? But our first controversy yeah. of the day. Twenty twenty three cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
1: was, yeah it was that before the golden signing? But still seems low. Now, for a, a the, there is one. Apart. There is
2: there is at least one group that mark has got here above them that I think is. Very questionable, which we'll get to. <laughs> well, have, so I haven't got that written down here. Uh, i got them third. Third, okay. So we've gone through my top three.
1: Okay, yeah, and mine. Oh, no. No, I haven't got my number two. Um, so just for clarity, Edge are also, they're also playing, and this was before the Golden signing, so this might have changed, so I didn't have time to update it. Uh, also fourth highest payment in the league. 15.6% of the cap, 34.7 million. So a lot of money invested, but we know where that's going. It's going to the top. It's going to the quality. and it's,
2: well, it's about to be higher, right?
1: Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, it, it might get extended out, so we'll see. Sure, yeah. yeah. All right. right. So who hasn't got... I think uh,
2: you're uh, probably next because you've not got number two, right?
1: Okay, so yeah. I have got, yeah, uh, my number two group down from first last year is the wide receivers controversially. Mm. If this is going to be a, a flashpoint, I still think this is a really good group. Um, it does, it does feel it's strange because they were, they were so clearly my top group last year. And that was, I think because I had high expectations for Claypool and they obviously didn't work out. Um, and, and now you look at them and go, well, you know, Tay as, as Ben called him the other day is number one. Uh, and then it's pickings and then who's in the slot? And then what do we do? But I think I think Alan I think Alan Robinson's gonna have a bounce back. I think I think Steeler Nation is gonna fall in love with this guy. I, I really hope so anyway. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a projection there. But uh yeah, that's that's where I've got him. I think it's I think it's really good group. I mean, when you combine that I've got the Titans and the wide receivers together, I mean what's some weapons for for KP there.
2: Well, you got the Titans and the wide receivers together?
1: No, Titans first, wide receivers second.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit of a head-scratcher for me, i got to be honest. I got the wide receivers at seven. Um, a, a surprising drop, maybe, for a group that I said I'm sure Ketz has first. <laughs> and funnily enough, um, Mark has them second, so he's oh, with no, you. Sure. Um, but I don't know, man. DJ obviously can be an elite talent, um, can be an elite talent, I should say. You know, isn't always, but can be an elite talent. Uh, we need to see some more chemistry between him and Kenny Pickett, I think, for this to rise. Um, Pickens obviously should be primed for a breakout year here. Um, you know, you can argue maybe already had that, but I want you know want to see him get to a thousand yard season and really break out and take that next step in his development. And then it's a bit of a question mark, really, what Alan Robinson and, and Calvin Austin are going to bring to the table. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't, there's just too many question marks here for me to be putting them that high over some of these other yeah, groups. There's, there's decent depth
1: though. Cody White, Anthony Miller, you know,
0: sure, yeah.
1: Miles Boykin, my boy. Hakeem Butler. I mean, there's, there's, there's some, some. They've got bought some lottery tickets. You know, they might pay off. You never know.
2: It's, it's not a bad group. Certainly not a bad group. But, but I think there's just. Goes, I mean, th- this was like the group I was saying where you could kind of go one to seven, where I can understand arguments right. for them being, you know, mixed up. Mm. Um, but, I, but I just, you know, I think there's just more question marks with this group than there is maybe for the groups that I got ahead of.
1: I'd say there's no like elite player in this group like there is in some of the other ones we've talked yeah. about. Maybe that's where sure. it's getting dinged on your
3: rankings. But yeah. I think
1: as a room, I, I like the, the strength throughout.
3: Yeah. I'm in agreement with you Go. So where you, right. where you got to make a third. Oh, yeah wow. they were next up. I, I'm fascinated to see what Alan Robinson is like, I mean, what is he wide receiver two and a half, three, three, we assume, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all know in his early years, the questionable calls he had in terms of the QB room. And then in the Rams, it was Cooper Cup getting one hundred and ten percent of the balls, and Robinson sort of being there. Yeah.
2: What, what wasn't wasn't Cooper Cup injured for like the entire last that half of the season? No,
3: the season, season before.
2: Oh, was he here for this last
3: season?
1: Uh, uh, no, no, talking. He was with the Bears, wasn't he? He had. He's been on a collection of bad teams.
2: Wait, was... he was on, he was on the Rams last season, right? Last, last
1: season, season? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And then Cooper Cup was injured for most of that season, right? That's about halfway through. Yeah. So what was he doing? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work
1: out, right? But you, you look at his PFF grades over – I mean, he started in 2014. He's had – it's been sort of 69 up to 88 all of his career, and then the last two years has been 66 and 65. So it's, it has been a drop-off. Now, is he washed? Possibly. But, you know, maybe maybe new surroundings – where he's not got much. Exp- I mean, look at the way we're talking about him. There's no expectations here. So I think I think the breakout is is primed. Personally,
3: yeah. Again, as I say, wide receiver two and a half slash three. If he's if he's third wide receiver on the depth chart, there isn't all that pressure on him. Whereas at the Rams, at the Bears, at the Jags, okay, no, pardon me. Apart from the Rams with Cup, but at the Bears and the Jags, he was the guy. He he was wide receiver one. He hasn't got that pressure on him now. And he, he, you look at some of the stats, he's got one, two, three thousand yard seasons. One of them was 1,400 yards with 14 touchdowns. He's got it in the locker, but he doesn't need to be that guy for us. And, and may, maybe we are an offense that doesn't have the, inverted commas, true wide receiver one. Um, but we've got enough weapons. And I think he's mm-hmm. going to get his fair share. And Gav, you mentioned some of the other guys, Butler, your boy, <laughs> your boy, Miles Boy, Um big guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Butler six five. I mean, yeah. these yeah, these aren't these are small fry. Big tactical weapons. There's enough there to keep us interested, one hundred percent. So, yeah, I think a tree, it really. This is definitely one of those we've already mentioned about. Do you look at the top quality, or you are looking at depth across the board? This is definitely depth. You know, we without having that elite, elite, elite. Man at the top of the list.
0: Hmm.
3: Interesting. Wait, where you got the wide receivers, Rich?
0: I'm with you. I got him number two. Before they picked Whoa. up Robinson, I would have had him four. But um, you got to remember too, side Stafford was hurt last year too. Their their starting quarterback, and even when he played, he didn't have a good of a year either. So he didn't have you know he didn't have the greatest quarterbacks thrown to him last year either. So I I'm I'm counting. I'm with I'm with you. You gave. I'm counting on Robinson to have a bounce back here. He's a very talented receiver, um, and I, I think it's possible he could fit in really well in, in our system. So, you know, we have. I think we still have Boykins, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean, and he's a he's a good good piece too, a good depth piece. I mean, we have a ton of depth. You know, it's you know, it's kind of like your reason for not. Rating edge higher, you kind of forgot about it with this category. You know, you know what I mean? Because it's very deep. It's it's the deepest position we have.
2: Yeah, uh, you know I mean? yeah. I mean, I d- the thing is with wide receiver is I'm looking at impact. Right? If it, I'm trying to think how to put this, if if TJ Watt goes down, right, and we go down to Marcus Gold, and I'm concerned, I'm equally concerned to be honest. If we if uh, DJ goes down and we go down to Miles Boykin. I understand that the depth sounds good, but... That's, that's uh, not the
1: job. it would be Calvin Austin, surely.
2: Whatever it is, right? I, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not so high on the fourth wide receiver that I'm like, yeah, you know what? The depth sure. here is such that uh-huh. I, I'm not too worried about one of our starters going down. I, I'm still worried about it. So, so maybe I don't view the depth in the same way as you guys. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I think, you're, I think you're also putting a lot into all of you, into Alan Robinson, just assuming that he's going to walk in and just be a beast, you know, from a guy we haven't seen have a good season in three years.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, like we said, there's a lot of assumptions this year. There's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of rookies, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of promise. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. these guys show promise. You know, even even um, Kenny Pickett. There's a lot of promise there. Yeah, he yep. showed promise. So, you know, we'll see. But you know, point taken. I I, I couldn't argue. You know,
2: I, I that, hope <laughs> you know I, I I hope that um that Robinson comes in and you know straight away is a factor and I'm not saying he won't do but um, I just didn't want to like you know put that into the rankings as being like a, a certain thing which I felt I would have had to do for this to be you know getting into the top three um, okay. but anyway we've, we've talked enough of this
3: well
1: just in terms of their their spending league wide they're, they're bagging the middle so the Steelers okay. are spending the 15th amount in the league on this group 30.6 million 13 just just under 14% of the cap so the amount of players they've got, the quality they've got, I think that's pretty good.
2: Yeah. And, and the thing is as well, if DJ shows up this year and has, you know, a, a, a good season, and bags a few <laughs> a few touchdowns this year and George Pickens has that breakout year and goes over a thousand yards, then I got no problems with this group being in the top three. You know, it's... it's... The other thing is that I, I view this offense this year as being... that They're definitely looking to focus on the run game, right? And, you know, are we going to see a big passing offense out of this team this year? I don't know. Well, wow, they
1: can, you know, if if they're a run game, they can play some play action off it and have some,
2: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: big plays and some 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 tall receivers downfield, jump jump balls in the red zone. I think we could see some some big plays out of these guys. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this group. <laughs> right, who, who who wants to go next with that? Because we've kind of done the sort of top three or four. Who's got this? I think side that hasn't given
0: his number two yet.
2: Uh, Yeah, I have. So I've got D line tight end uh,
0: edge. Oh, tight end three. Okay, I missed that. Actually, Rich, we haven't got uh, Rich. um, Yeah, Rich, you haven't done your third. So let's go there. Third? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say third? I have running backs in third. Mm. Okay. Um, and this was – I actually I actually had I, – I didn't change this from cutting a Master T. And I don't know if I really would, but I just <laughs> like our top two guys. I think they're both really good backs. And I think um, I think Najee is going to have his best season of his career with this revamped offensive line. I think he's going to be a beast this year. So, I, I mean, I couldn't argue anywhere in the top five, but I just felt third.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, this is one of the ones that I was back and forth on. Cause yeah, I think yeah. I mean, obviously you're you're a bit of a Naji uh, stand, Rich, but we we all love <laughs> Najee around here. I don't know. I mean, we we were talking about the, the around the NFL podcast. They did their running back draft, right? No, oh, this upset <laughs> me. They, they upset me. I was going, but what about Najee? <laughs> they they basically named I don't know how many twenty five running. They were they were going around the horn picking running backs for like an imaginary running back, you know, draft basically about for the upcoming season. They barely mentioned Naji. I mean, they. And even Miles Sanders was brought up before, Bro, Before him, yeah. And I, I couldn't just, believe that. That's ridiculous, man. I mean, you know, this guy is. Are, are, we, are we are we blind? I mean, what, what's happening here? Are we
0: was it that just- went to
2: show me that went that was a real. And I've already, you know, I already knew this, but that really did show me like how underrated Najee is in the the NFL eye, right? In the in the cognoscenti,
0: you know. Um,
2: I, and I think. What Rich says is right. I completely agree with you, Rich. Naji's going to have his best year, you know, best year of his of his short career so far uh, this year with this improved offensive line. We saw it at the end of last season. I don't think, I think you can really tell that people weren't watching the Steelers in the final three games because um, this team wants to play that bully ball and Naji is the bully. And I think that the Cognoscenti is going to view him very, very differently at the end of this season, you know, touch yep. wood, as long as he stays healthy and whatnot, than they do right now. And you know, of course, we're all excited to see Jalen Warren, who, um, hey, you know what?
0: I guess you can run the ball.
2: Right, you know? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm excited to see both of these guys. I agree with you, Rich. I've got number four.
1: You've got four. Okay. Mike, where you got Matt?
3: Likewise, four. Um, oh. I, I won't lie, when I was my first list, I had them on. Oh, hello! hello. Yeah, no, I know, I know, no. and again, first version. But as a one-two punch, uh, I'm so impressed by by what we've got. And you know what? What a great mix! We've got a guy who, you know, top twenty-five pick. Okay, questions on running back in the first round and all the rest of it. And then we've got a UDFA who's just a bulldozer, and yet has a bit of wiggle. Um, I, I had
2: it in the passing game.
3: Yeah, I, I, I and blocking game you know, I, yeah, I, I agree yeah. that, and I do question why Harris doesn't get the level of pop. Is it because like, we don't like last year, for example, um, his longest, like actually, no, excuse me. His career longest run is 37 yards. His career longest reception is 25. You know, we, it, we just don't see these big, big, big plays,
2: which it's so simple. You know why it is? It's so, it's so obvious. It's because he has like a, a 4.0 yards per carry average. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Because that's all anyone does. They don't watch the games. Because then, I, and I get it. You know, these people are national. They don't have time to watch every snap of every team. It's fine, but they look at the stats. They see that he has a 4.0 yards per carry, and they pass on it as a, as an idea. Nobody is actually looking at what Najee Harris does uh, to gain five yards before he makes it to the line of scrimmage.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, most of the guys, I mean, most of the guys doing this probably, they, they might know that the Steelers drafted a tackle. F- in their first round, but they probably don't know all the moves the Steelers made this year. They don't follow the team, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't, they don't realize how much we've improved the line in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did um Amonar ah about this and I ended up
1: leaving them exactly where I had them last year, which was sixth, which maybe okay. is a little low because uh, I am really high on the two starters, but I do think um, the loss of kind of Snell, I know that seems silly, but the, I don't know who the third running back is. Like if Naji yeah, goes yeah. down is Warren capable of carrying the load? I don't know. Is there is there that kind of backup foundation back that Snell was? I mean, he's still out there. Maybe he'll come back in tomorrow and this will all be blown up. But that was, that was like, I really struggled with these kind of top, like, four, five, six kind of rankings. So it kind of pushed him down a little bit and I'm not so satisfied with that third man. Um, you know, McFarland has done nothing, essentially, has he? Uh, yeah, but in terms yeah. of spending... 3% of the cap. I mean, they're spending 26th in the league, like $7 million on these guys. So good value. So that, you know, that maybe should push them up. But yeah, I'm a little bit low. Where, where did Mark have these guys again?
2: Uh, Mark went at seven, so he had right. the lowest. Okay. Um, I hear you on the third running back, but I think what I like about Warren is that I do think he can – He can. so obviously Najee can be a bell cow, right? But we'd prefer him to to have a little mix in a Jalen Warren to keep him fresh. But I think if not, if anything does happen to Najee, I think Warren's capable of carrying you know more than half of the load. So if you bring in a guy who's like a bit you know a master Teague type, right? You know, a guy mm-hmm. who can just run up the middle, a big bulky dude, a north south runner. I think if you mix him with a Jalen Warren, I think you've still got a pretty effective
0: uh, running attack. So
2: and and those guys can be found, right? So
0: has yeah, anyone signed it. Benny Snell? No, he's no. still out though. they're probably going to end up signing him. Probably but we gave his, his number him. away,
2: Rich. We gave his number away. What does it mean? Yeah, well...
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe I'm a little bit low. I,
2: I think up. I think six is perfectly reasonable. Like I say, it's so close. It's razor thin at this middle group, so I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. I do oh. think wide receiver at two and three is crazy, but, you know, we've, we've had our piece on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> All right. You Who...
1: You haven't, got, you haven't got... Sorry. You have not got fifth, sorry? There you go. we have
2: got fifth? Okay, at the fifth. Now, you know, I played around with moving this group even higher because I kind of wanted to have a bit of a hot take, um, but I ended up settling at fifth, and that is the O-line. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> is this still a hot take, you think? Um, I just love the off-season overhaul we have right here, and, and we've seen a steadily... So, basically, look at it this way, right? We have... Me, merely a steadily improving Chuck's to be the only surviving starter from that awful O line we had two years ago. He's going to be the only one left, right? After uh, Malu comes in, we obviously her big solidify the guard spots. Um, you have Project uh, Jones coming in at left tackle. Should be huge for this group if they can gel quickly. And you know, I, I know maybe we can get onto Mason Cole of it all in a minute, but. I think we've got pretty much fantastic depth across that line, except maybe arguably centre. But, you know, there's some of these guys that have some position versatility to them as well. Um, So I think that this group could be much higher than even this next year. I mean, would it shock me if we're talking about the old line being, dare I say it, you know, number three, number two, number one this time next year? Could be. I could see it. I could yeah. see it. So I'm excited about what they have put together here. I think it's like I think this is the emphasis of the plan. I think if you ask the Steelers, you know, what are they really trying to do right now in in you know in the draft and free agency, it's build up both sides of this line, D line, O line. Um. So I didn't want to really drop them too much further because I like the moves they've made. And admittedly, the question mark here is, can they all gel together, and will we see this all work together, and yep. will the run game come together? Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, oh, the big I'm thing. Fine. Yeah. Con-
0: Continuity. You're right. That's the big thing. Hey, don't worry about backup center. We have Kendrick Green working at the second team.
2: Salted.
0: Where'd go? Um, I have them. I have them eight. And it's mm-hmm. and it's not a slight on them. It's just I thought there were better position groups. But I'm high on the offensive line this year. I, I love the moves that were made. I think we're going to be vastly improved. But it hasn't happened yet. You know, we it yeah. has it's it has yet to be seen. So, um, not a slight on them at all. But I have them at eight. Yeah, that seems logical, Mike. Where are you? Uh,
3: six. Uh, okay. I and and it, again, they were hovering around that five to seven. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, on my last few, few drafts. I think what I like most about it is I couldn't tell you. We, we don't yet know who are the starters. There's going to be such good competition in, in on, across the line where it's not just slotting guys in. We know who it's going to be. And I think we've said before many of the time we got very lucky last year with injuries. You know, touch wood, yeah. we, touch wood we get the luck again. But let's be honest, lads, it ain't it ain't going to happen
0: that ain't gonna happen
3: (laughs) no no so knowing that we have such versatility there that we you know god forbid if something happens to brojo and dan moore has to step in we're not just sending in some udfa who's never seen the field before we're you know we're we're a guy who started over a year yes i know he's not the fan's favorite but i would much rather him doing that than some nobody from some unknown university like TCU, sorry, kids. Um, but you know, but you know, like some some guy we've taken off the street to start against Gara, for example. You know, no one wants that. So to have that depth and versatility, it's come on leaps and bounds, and to be so proactive about it and getting the guy in from Philly, I think is going to be an absolute sensational show. Um, on the start when he gets in starting reps. So I, I this is a position I could see creeping up to the top 4 top 3 in twelve months time.
1: Yeah, I lo- I love the Isaac Marlowe move. Mm. That that to me is a fantastic move and instantly brings like run game and it, it just bolsters up that interior uh, and and what it does is it pushes Dotson down and you know down the roster and that's it's just a really strong group. I I, I still have questions about Colt. Um obviously uh Jones is a rookie but I, lo- I love the fact that they drafted him that high and it's going to be great, but it's going to be year one. So ultimately, it left me leaving this group looking up, looking upwards. The arrow's pointing up, but they're still down at ninth for me. So up, up, up from the bottom, but I've, I've got to see it. I've yet to see it. I think there's so many changes as well, you know, that the, the guys that we're saying are they're going to be the best players are the new guys. So for me, it's, this season's going to be a bit of a kind of hopefully, you know, second half of the season they're going to gel and it's going to be great but I think this season is going to be a kind of learning season and as you said Mike you know they push on from next season and the other factor for me is that this, they're paying the 10th highest amount in the league for this group 43 million million. You've got 20% of the cap invested that's a lot of money on a line with a lot of questions Did Mark have the O-line group at? Uh,
2: Mark had the O-line group at 8 Okay. Me and Mark, wait, no. Up. Wait, no. I tell lie, I tell lie, He had him at four. Sorry, I made that up. I don't know why. Four. Okay. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. a... <laughs> I misread it. <laughs> um. Yeah. He is at four. So he's actually higher than even than me. Mm. Wow. Smart man. See. I, and I got to say, I got, I got, Gav. I oh. think, uh, I, I could, If you'd have said eight, I think eight is the floor. There's two positions I think that are inarguably worse than the o line.
0: Okay. so.
1: Well, I, think I know what that is. <laughs> I think I... But I've got high hopes for that group. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, who wants to go next? Because I was going to say Mike was going to go next, but then he that was his sixth group, which was... Yeah, so moment.
3: I've drawn one to six. Oh, you, who, yeah, who's yeah, your yeah, fifth, yeah. Mike?
0: Tight end. Yeah. So, uh, Rich, who's your sixth? My sixth is safeties. And um, I don't like our, our situation at strong safety at all. Um, but, you know, we we do have an okay, okay players that could possibly play that casey or um neil they're okay i'm not thrilled about them but we have i think the best free safety in the game so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that into account and uh i, I got him at six
2: i feel like we landed at the same place for the same reason here rich because i have him at six as well and i wrote i was like you could argue that Minker alone means this group should be higher but I said, if I'm honest, I don't love that we let Edmonds walk and now we enter this year with likely Neil starting at strong safety and Kazee doing something. Um, so, you know, again, I, I think this is a group that could outperform six, especially with, you know, Minka being, like you say, the best free safety in the league. But uh, the, that, yeah, that group next to Minka, I'm, I've got questions about what the plan is. I think that needs to be solid before I was comfortable yeah. putting him much higher.
1: I'm pretty high on Neil. I think, I think Neil could enter a lot of Steeler Nation's hearts. I think he's you know a hard hitter, box player, you know can, can play a bit of linebacker. I think I think we might end up liking his him. coverage
0: work. Wor- his, his coverage worries him. me. I don't think he's a real good coverage safety, yeah. and that's that's my main concern about safeties. His coverage. Sure,
1: but then you know Minka and KZ are kind of more of those kind of deep guys. Uh, do you think not? Neels have like a specialist kind of enforcer box role, running downs,
0: you some mean? of that. Yeah,
3: possibly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Where well, you got the safeties, Mike?
3: I'm slightly low red ace. Okay. Um, you know, not, not not a million miles off, but yeah, we've got we've got the gold standard in Minka, and then I, I think I want to see a little bit more from the rest of the boys, Kizzy, Neil. I, and I agree with you, so Ed Edmunds, I think it would have been nice to have kept him. I think he's he's I've I've been at a I've had a real roller coaster with Edmonds over the last few yeah. years. Um you know, when I was quite thrilled when we got him last year. Half because of his play, half because of the team friendly deal. Um but you sort of knew what you got with him. Um we're we're going a little bit in the dark, I think, this year. But I still think it's 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 a half decent group with one superstar leading the front.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah. They're paying uh, the 11th highest in the league for the safety group, 18. 6 million, eight eight and a half percent of the cap. But that's obviously yeah. Minka, really. Minka. Yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think
2: that's bad value when you consider no. that you've got Minka on this team. Yeah, so you've got yeah. the best safety. Like, is he
1: the best safety? One of the best safeties? I mean...
2: I think we would say he's five. the best safety. I don't yeah, know we, if the league would say, agree oh, with us. I'm this.
1: actually defaulted to best, but let's let's be honest. Let's say top five and they're paying... yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah <laughs> top three, maybe. Um, and they're paying, you know, 11th in the league. So not bad, not bad. That could be a lot higher. Where have you got them? Oh, uh, yeah, I've got them uh, fifth. So okay. there about. So I think I'm higher than a little bit higher than the rest of you, but I, I've got high hopes for Neil, which probably pushed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where does Mark come?
2: Well, this so this is where Mark starts to enter his villain um, era here oh, no. because I, I'm not going to say that this list is as bad as Kets' is last year because it's not. But he's definitely like he's definitely seen Ketsy's list last year and said right, I got got to tap into that energy a little bit. <laughs> I want a piece of that because um, he, he's got safety at nine. Which come on, man, <laughs> we got Minker on this uh, on this group. You know, Minka's like maybe the second best player on this team. Third, maybe you know between you know Cam and TJ and him. Uh, let's <laughs> calm down a little bit. Nine, come on, come <laughs> back to us.
1: It does seem a little low. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mark's not here to defend his pitch. Yeah,
2: now, I know. I wish he was because he would have been the one that I could <laughs> I could lead into. Um,
1: but we, we'll include his scores in the aggregate. So we will, we'll, yeah, 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 everyone. Yeah, his his thoughts will skew the results here, right? Who wants to? go <laughs> into it? We've got a few groups left.
2: Wait till you find out what his number three is. Um, oh no!
1: <laughs> why don't you go there? Let Mark lead. Uh, let Mark. Lead
2: you want to let Mark lead? Okay, well, it makes sense because it's uh, my next one on the list as well. My number eight. Uh, and that is qb oh, <laughs> so i want to hear QB i, I want to hear three. this explanation <laughs> that's yeah. some kenny belief man you gotta give it to him and i think probably what's happened here is depth right i think he's probably looking a lot at the depth because like you said earlier it's, a, it's a, a very deep room um i think maybe outside of the niners is there another room you could think of that has three guys you'd be you know not scared to death of starting yeah probably not um but QBA, I mean, I think it shows what an impressively complete team that Khan and, and, and Widal, I guess, have put together that QB winds this low, right? Because um, I, I do believe in what we saw at Kenny last year. I think I'm optimistic in the year that, that this is the year that he proves, you know, his doubt is wrong. The cognizant he wants to shit on him this year, so be it. Um, so, you know, I'm high on him and, and I think until we see the full Kenny Pickett platter, that I can't really put this group above any of the ones that I've mentioned. What do you seven.
0: have on Matt, say So, at eight.
2: I'm at eight. So, you know, I believe in Kenny for sure, but, you know, we've had, what, half a season of him? I mean, I'd, I really don't think I can put him ahead of wide receiver, safety, O-line, running back, edge, tight end D-line. I, I I can't do any of those.
1: I do have them ahead of O-line.
2: Okay. Fair enough. You can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I could
0: be wrong. Can. <laughs> can you can you tell me what w- uh, um, what you're thinking is on that gap?
1: Yeah, it's the depth. It's the depth. I, I, I think I've got them at seven. I've got QB at seven, um, which is up two from my ranking last year. I think um, Pickett. It- is is being underrated by the rest of? It. I think he's. I think he's going to kick on. But it is if 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 Mitch and Mason hadn't hadn't come back, if one of them had come back, this group would be lower. But the fact that they've got Mason that knows the offense inside out and can be trusted, and you've got Mitch with has a little bit of upside. You know, if 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 Pickett goes down, you you can you can move over to Mitch, and he does cause problems for opposing. Defensive coordinators, he can move a bit, he can do some things. So from where we were a few years ago when Ben was out and we there was Mason and it was that, that was it. This is a much stronger room. I think they're gonna go together this year and they're gonna help each other. And I've just got faith in them. And when you they you know that they're they're not paying that much, they're paying six and a half percent of the cap. That's sixteenth highest in the league. That that shows you actually the QBs, the lot of QBs on rookie deals. Um, only only fourteen and a half million they're invested in this group, cheap group. They can cut anyone. Obviously, not <coughs> going to cut Pickett, but move on. You know, from 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 this, and it's just a, a room that's set up really well. So I think I I think that's quite a good.
0: Seven, so I think seven is fair. But um, tell me, I'm wrong. Well, I have them at nine, and, and it's mostly because Pickett hasn't proven himself. You know, he he he's he you know it's just a small sample size of course but what he did in that season the best thing to me he did last year was he showed great poise under pressure and he showed when they need a touchdown he can drive them down the field and get it and i think that's a big big thing i think that's really important but he didn't play overall didn't play really great his his passer rating was 76.7 not good Seven interceptions or seven touchdowns, nine interceptions, not good. He was at the bottom of the league in quarterback rating and stats. So he just hasn't proven himself yet. I I have high hopes for him. I'm not trashing Kenny Pickett by any means. I'm really hoping that, you know, this sophomore season is very important for for quarterbacks. And I'm really hoping he takes that next step and, you know, at least becomes a, a, you know, in the middle of a pack quarterback. It'd be great if he just shoots up to one of the top quarterbacks in the league. That'd be awesome. But I'm hoping he at least gets to the middle of pack in his second season and shows a lot of progress. That would be awesome. But but what we have so far, what we've seen of him so far, he's he's not, I wouldn't call him a good quarterback right now. I I call him a quarterback with a lot of promise.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think how he finished... Those those comebacks and you know playing from behind and those those late drives, I, I've got high hopes. And you know seeing what he was in that final season in college, and in the preseason where he looked, you know, we're obviously playing against lower opposition, but at that point where he had he was just carving up defenses at that kind of intermediate range horizontal kind of offense, you know, horizontal. Uh, spread game where he's just intermediate passes picking picking the zones apart it's standing in the pocket with authority and and's got some wheels when he wants to no, I I I'm, I'm really got high hopes for his sophomore season I could be wrong but I, I do think he's going to kick
3: on The trajectory's going in the right direction isn't it which is all I think we can ask for the the way the season ended is you know was tantalising. you know, it, it, it makes you want thing to see, it makes you wanting to see more. Um and out of your rookie quarterback what what more can you ask when yeah he didn't light up the scoreboard but he he put enough out there to make you want more. And um, can't I can't can't have too many complaints. Um I, I I could be at seven so I'm in sort of the same area as as really as everyone else. Um, Except Matt Except Mark, uh, but who is? Cats um, probably. <laughs> poor poor cats. When he gets out with the Amazon rainforest, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll have to.
2: We should have updated the list on cats, right? We've discovered that he's working like maybe for the MI5 or something. He's somewhere deep undercover in Germany. He came out of hiding this week, and now he's at Black. a country concert.
1: He's behind enemy lines. In I think he might have been responsible for the attack on Berlin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Allegedly, Allegedly. Uh,
3: but you know, as, as a qb room you know we've we've got a combined we've got a you know a one year uh one year player in our team and we have a combined 80 roughly about 80 starts between the three of them if god forbid we we experience injuries i'm i'm we We have what we need out of a quarterback room, which is guys who can come in in a pinch and help us out for a game or two. Mm-hmm. Do we want to rely on these guys and if 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 we went in a playoff role? No, but as we saw from last season, if Pickett does go down, Mitch can come in, and clearly, what you can see from you know we mentioned the readjusted trubisky contract he's he is coming in as the clear number two. Tomlin said this week, you know Pickett is our guy. And within the same week Tomlin says that Trubisky signs an extension. You know, that's that that's not a a, a selfish quarterback thinking, ah no, I'm I'm better than this, I should be getting the starting gig elsewhere. He's he's clearly realised, you know what? I've made I've made a few quid. If this is the career path that, that's led out to me where I can back up the up and coming boy in you know, a in a franchise like this, then so be it. You know, we haven't got egos or anything like that. Eh, Mason might have something to say about that. Um <laughs> but you know for Mitch You know that contract was win-win as far as I'm concerned. You know we've knocked four million off the cap, and he's got financial security for three years. What's not to like about that? That's that's a sign of a good egg, as as QB two. So I think I think as a room, generally things are looking okay. There's probably only one or two other franchises who we who I'd look at their room QB one, two, and three, and have real real faith in them, top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, not even San Fran, and that QB room's a a mess for for one reason or another, <laughs> um, or for obvious reasons, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, but as a room in depth, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty in on it. You
1: think there's a, is there a chance that Trey Lance just balls out in preseason and wins a starting job, and then this is no?
2: What? We're not we're not back on this again. Well, I think it's possible. I
1: mean,
3: it's
2: <laughs> it I is. But so
3: from from my perspective, I don't want to be on here listening to you two cry. <laughs> That's about- why would I be
2: crying about TJ? What? Why would I? Oh, because of Brock because, Purdy. Because right. of
3: Brock Purdy.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I don't, I don't want to hear. I went to the year before, so I'm I'm in like I would be.
2: Yeah, ready. well, this is why Gab's bringing this up because he's been the biggest Trey Lance fan since the day he was drafted. Since and, I, uh, since I
1: stopped talking about Brock Purdy. <laughs> And then, yeah. Anyway, um, Mike, right, you—I uh, can see that you uh, should be next with your ninth. So who you got coming in ninth? Who are the ninth group? for You
3: nine is cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, i, I th- th- there's not many spaces I could have bumped this up. <laughs> um, when you look at everyone else, that's ahead of them. But again, I think this is a position where, depending on what Joy Porter Jr. does. Uh, I could see this creeping up a little bit. You know, I I think we have lost guys. There's still a question on on slot. Where else else could I put it? You know, looking at the other positions around it, safety, we have an absolute superstar. Quarterback, we've got, I'm I'm sort of ranking up, sort of, you know, eight, seven and six. Quarterback room, we've got depth one to three. O-line, we've got serious depth where where else am I going to put yeah. cornerback when we don't have that guy? And we have question marks over who's playing the slot. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. It's a group where we started to make moves and it, and it is a tougher group to fill, right? I mean, there's a lot of players that you've got to put in at corner, right? But um, I think I, I put good job corner because I put with nine as well. Um, I think I think I raised them one spot from last year. I'm pretty sure I had them last last year. Um, I, but I just still, I still feel antsy about this position. I do. I, I think it's improved. But we've brought in an aging Pat Pete, uh, and a rookie, you know, who I'm excited about, but you know, let's be honest, we, we did have some question marks in terms of you know, play speed and, and grabbiness and, and, and whatnot. So and these are the two guys that are projected to start outside. Um, you know, Levi Wallace was a, a solid if unspectacular guy last year, right? And and we don't have a clue who's playing slot. so outside of trusting a you know, a less than ideal Channel Sullivan. So You know, we'll see. I think it truly could go either way with this group. But um, depending on what we see out of JPJ and and Pat Early Doors will depend on how this kind of goes. But like you say, Mike, there's nowhere to move this up. I mean, this is definitely a group with more question marks and and is weaker overall than the ones we spoke about, I think. And, hey, maybe Corey Trice comes in and does something and then that's what boosts this group. You know, who knows? But um, there's there's names there. There's there's signs of improvement. But I don't think you can put them higher than nine, which, Gav, I'm assuming you must have done because you put someone else... uh, (laughs) (laughs) At <laughs> nine, right? Well, I've got him eight,
0: but where you got? Oh. I got him seven, and I. Oh, yeah. rich! Patrick Peterson, man. Patrick Peterson's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna no, mentor these rookies, know. and he still has something left in the tank. He's. He's not. Sh- this is the no Alan Robinson shot. effect. No, look what Joe Hayden did when we got him at at a, at an older age. You know, I. You know, I had these guys anywhere. Seven eight nine I, I switched that around seven eight nine the whole time, and then I just finally uh settled on seven and i think I think Peterson's gonna make all the difference in the world with the secondary I think he's gonna help their communication and their zone efforts I, I think he still has something left in the tank, I think his mentoring is gonna is really gonna be helpful to the rookies and and you know I have high hopes for the rookies. I think we gotta steal you know and in, in in the both of those picks and you know we'll see. We'll see. Kind of like similar, that Gav has, you know, Gav was has high hopes um, for the uh, what was it, the tight end position. You know, we got a rookie there. You know, I I just, I just feel like they're going to be vastly improved. You know, we'll see. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I got them eighth, but I felt like I could have gone higher with them. I could have gone up to seventh because I think what kept it down was that there's no clear slot. It feels like everyone you put in the slot is kind of a misfit in the slot. Like, do, do you want to put Pat P there? Not really. Do you want to put Levi there? Not really. Do you want to put Porter there? No. Trice, maybe, might be the guy. Um, I think the Steelers are in a bit of a quandary because they brought in so many of to the, the sort of try out guys and guys for OTAs. A lot of them seem to be slot corners. Um, why did they more let go? And if they kept more let, everything would have been fine. But, um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of upside in this group. I think there's there's more talent in this group than the Steelers have had for a long time. Um, throughout, like Porter and Peterson are just they 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 have they have skills that can push a team over the top. I think, and then and then and then Wallace, as you said, is is a solid number two. So you've got two two kind of you know a veteran and a rookie both vying to be number one. That's that's a good competition then, and, and I think Porter will benefit a hell of a lot playing. As you said, Rich under, under Peterson, in terms of spending, they're not spending that much on this group. They're twenty fifth in the league in spending. It like, looks just like under it. Seven, yeah. just under seven percent of the cap, fifteen point <laughs> three million. So yeah, I mean this is this is a good group. I'm, I, I genuinely think this is the best cornerback group I can remember. I mean, can you remember what? Better, at, least, at least with promise
0: with the, with the promise they've got. Can you can you think of a more exciting group of cornerback? It's, it's
3: definitely looking.
0: You mean in the last few years? You don't mean in the history of the team? You mean in the last few? No, not in, in the history. Sorry, Yeah. yeah, the last like pff, I don't know, last few 15. years. Eh, I don't know about fifteen. We had like Taylor. Fifteen? Not fifteen.
1: I can. I can. And, um, um, I or uh, to
0: Shay Townsend. Yeah, was Townsend was Townsend there. Know. He played with. Oh man, I'm getting them all confused. Or did he play with Woods. I mean, yeah, that, that's the point. We, we had Ike, but then there was never a.
1: I guess McFadden. I guess McFadden was the guy. McFadden wasn't bad. Yeah, McFadden was. But the, I, that, I don't. That they, they both kind of felt like, not, not these what, what Peterson and Porter are. You know, those kind of like
0: shut down. Well, Ike guys. was Peterson without the hands. Because if Ike Taylor could catch a football, yeah. he, he, you know, he. He would have gotten a lot more Pro Bowls, and he, you know, probably be on that fringe Hall of Fame. He was that good. He was really good shutdown corner. He just couldn't catch the
1: ball, which is important. But there was it never seemed like there was anyone else on on the roster to even yeah, challenge No, him. probably not. So, as a group, I'm excited about this group because we've we've just been wanting this them to invest in this group, and when they have, they've got it wrong. So maybe they got it wrong <laughs> again, but I, I I don't think they yeah, have. I'm with thing. you. I'm high, high on, high on uh, Peterson. Um, high on Trice. Right, where's Mark got these guys?
2: Uh, Mark has
3: Ten. corner.
0: Hang on. First.
3: <laughs> Eight. Oh, yeah. Nah, logical. So we're all there, there is. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, But okay. it, again, it, it's one of those positions that I think we are quietly looking at it quite optimistically. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, there's a I lot mean... to positive take from that. Maybe not, maybe not this year, but in a year or two when you know, hopefully someone like Trice's health stays all right. And Porter Jr. has got a couple of pro balls under his belt. (laughs) It's looking very different.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely higher on this group than I was last year. I mean, as you know, I was very concerned with it last year. But uh, I I just can't see... I think the cornerback and then I assume we all have the same number 10, right?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) let's ask the listener here. Have you been paying attention? Because there is one (laughs) that we've not talked about. And we've all got them last, so who wants to take this next group? Go on.
2: Uh, well, it's number ten is inside linebacker. Uh, oh dear, oh dear. Um, <laughs> the position the Steelers were so eager to address uh, in the early days of free agency still lands bottom of of all of our lists. Um, again, though, I think you know this could go either way, right? I mean, as they all could, but I- I've seen we've seen a stew of these inside linebackers waltz in and out of Pittsburgh like a fucking carousel lately, so. I mean, we can expect this to be much different, can we? Uh, I don't know. We're projected to start two completely new phases here. Cole Holcomb, well, and the Landon Roberts right now, if you believe what you've been told. But, you know, as you know, he's more of a blitzing specialist. So uh, the depth is worrisome here. We've just got Matt Robinson and Tanner Moose. Maybe Nick Herbig comes in here and saves the day, but that's going to be a projection because the guys never played the position. So that should take some time. So, you know, I think this is inarguably um, the position with the least talent and depth uh, on the team.
1: This is a troubling position. Um, I thought, you know, Holcomb's an unknown. I think he could be good. I like. I think he's the, Al- yeah, he's Al- the tipping point. Yeah, Alandon, I think he's good, but I think you want him as your third linebacker. I've said before, mm-hmm. great pass rusher. Um, just in terms of what they're spending here, they're spending 28th in the league on this. Under 4% wow. of the cap, 8.8 million. That tells me they're going to bring someone in because they're, they're not, yeah. they've not put any resources in here. They didn't, didn't really draft anyone. Uh, they've got some backups. Uh, this, this is this is a group crying out for help. Someone convinced me that this is any anything other than the weakest group on the league. Well, none of you are. Uh, in the <laughs> None of you are because you're put in. I, you I, th-
3: I think I may have said earlier. I started on this list from the bottom up. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was an easy one to to kickstart. We've, ju- we've just lacked quality in the position for for a long, long time now. Um, I know we mentioned earlier about having a, you know, a coverage linebacker, but, you know, they're not easy to pick up off the shelf, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think this, if we're going to be exposed in an area this year, I think this is it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm praying Mark Robinson makes it, makes a leap. I think we all are, probably. Um, just because he had some exciting flashes last year. But I, 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 I struggled to, it was probably the easiest one to put to to rank unfortunately
2: i'm glad we all came to the same the same outcome shows that we're not asleep at the wheel even mark has him a tenth
1: (laughs) even mark uh, that's (laughs) okay um i have the results although i am compiling them right now and i (laughs) (laughs) uh, i'm afraid the the number one you're not going to like and i think it's uh, me, me and mark slightly skewing it um, but give me a second talk amongst yourselves I don't know what about but I just need to <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I,
2: I just think what, what I was what I was saying before we got on to uh, inside linebacker is that I I think that it's inarguable that cornerback and uh, inside linebacker are the two uh, should be bottom of this list that's just me
3: I, yeah I, I I don't think when I was doing drafts I don't think I had cornerback higher than uh, eight
2: where did you end up with corner? nine okay so yeah so we were the same on yeah. that. I I just think there's just they're the two with so many. You're just putting so much projection into it. I mean, we're starting two guys outside that didn't play for us last year. Um, I get the Pat Pete thing. I mean, Pat Pete might come out and still have it, and then then you know I get it, but I don't know. I'm not confident in that group right now.
3: Love, At least love, this year, I'm optimistic, but love the leadership he brings. But how how much can you how much can that influence you in ranking?
2: Yes, the yeah. positions. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, it's not arguable because we've argued about it. So, <laughs> in that sense, I was wrong. How's <laughs> right. the tabulations second. going?
1: It's going well, sort we'll of. measures. We've got a couple of drawers. We've got a couple of drawers. Oh
2: so well, we, we, we we have to revisit this with the um you the, know, other, the other. Did Katz put yeah. his
0: list in? One
1: second. Yeah. One. We haven't got it yet. No, he's busy fighting off insurgents. In the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no! Not, with we're Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah uh, hang on. right okay we have uh, a winner and now this is that right yeah we, we have a winner which is the tight end group sorry guys by one oh, point interesting uh and then we have a tie at second between d line and edge, which seems fair hmm. and then fourth is the wide receiver group uh fifth the running backs, sixth the o line group, seventh the safety group, and then a tie. With quarterbacks and cornerbacks. Oh no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got that wrong. Safety and quarterback are tied for seventh, and then uh, ninth is cornerbacks, and then dead last is linebackers. So, are you guys are you guys annoyed that me and Mark skewed the uh, tight end rankings? There,
2: I, I put tight end at second. So, yeah, I think I probably I aided to it. I, I, it's tough. I don't think tight end is one, but I think what's happened here is that. Tight end is is inarguably good, so it didn't fall down any of the lists, right? That far, mm. I don't think. Or maybe it did, did it? I don't
1: know. Well, fifth was the lowest it was.
2: Yeah. So, it's you know, it was never going to go that far down. And so it kind of, by proxy, ends up at one. Although two of you did put it at one. I mean, oof. I don't know, man. That D-line, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, well, that's second one joint second
2: i'm pretty yeah. happy with it though uh, to be honest the list almost mirrors my list except the wide receivers have been vaulted up and thus all the ones below it have gone down one
1: <laughs> i think that's fair i, I think I, I as i said i think it definitely speaks that they they've got to bring in a linebacker at some point someone someone that's going to push a landon down yeah, yeah. Just, i mean what what a disaster that devin bush trade-up was in the end yeah that's right. um
0: we
2: might even see it
1: happen there. I mean, is that a case of bad evaluation by the whole league? That,
0: and they take well. it
1: up because, because other teams are so hard. Yeah, but you
0: know, Gav, it, it, it does happen because some players just excel in college and, and they just do nothing in the pros. I mean, for whatever reason, if the game, that little bit extra speed they can't process properly or, you know, the way they could process in college, and it happens. There's this, like sometimes, you know, there's just no, there's no way you could predict it. You know, you'd have to get inside these guys' heads, and which some teams have tried before in the past. You know, the year that Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning came out, they tried that stuff. The Chargers tried it, and, and they ignored the guy's advice and they drafted Leaf anyway. But you know, it's what can you do? man? some guys just don't live up to that, that the, the way they played in college.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, we talked about it in this in the linebacker draft show. He was actually pretty undersized. Like with you know, five eleven, yeah. I mean two, three, four. He was three percentile height, twenty-nine percentile weight, twenty-nine percentile wingspan, thirty-nine percentile arm length. The dude was not a specimen, you know, a decent decent speed, decent vert, decent broad, you know, some explosive, but just not size, and, and you know, mm. well, after that injury, that kind of explosion seemed to go off. So what was there? Not much, right? I mean, it's just, just kind of a jag, unfortunately.
3: Right.
1: So, Yeah, they okay. drew such a shame, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think that's good. So I'll just go through the group once again. So tight ends we got first. Joint second, we got D-line and edge. That seems fair. Fourth, hmm. we got wide receivers. And fifth, running backs. Okay. Sixth O-line. Now, that's that's quite a jump up to sixth from where we were before, which was ninth, I think. Um, a lot of investment Mm-hmm. yeah safeties safety seems low to me uh, but maybe not maybe that's maybe that's
2: just it's just minker and then i don't see a lot else you know we'll yeah. see we'll see I, I didn't like what we saw at Casey, and we'll see what neil brings i mean that's another one that could spring bud
1: yeah, it's norwood there knocking around as well we can do some things oh my god catch, <laughs> catch
2: some passes no catch some picks that's a guy who's not going to be on this roster yeah probably
1: um you were so – people were so high on him when he got
2: picked. Where did he go last year? That's the thing. Well, where did he go? We, we, were, we were crying out for a slot dude all year, and he just never showed up. So that makes me think, why would he be here this year when we still need a slot guy?
1: <laughs> right. Well, maybe this is his time. Quarterbacks, cornerbacks. Cornerbacks down at nine seems low for me, but yeah. – No. That maybe is like. exactly where they should be. <laughs> okay. and then Okay.
2: Good exercise.
1: I mean, we can update it with Ketz's and uh, Dave's group, and uh, it's, it's rough on Dave, man. Uh, this time yesterday, he was going to be hosting the show because mm-hmm. you were. Uh, well, we're going to get into what what you've been through now, I think. Um, but yeah, but you, you're back. Uh, my internet torpedo. We, we were going to record <laughs> yesterday, and my my internet torpedoed our chances. Uh, so Dave's gone from host to uh, nosed. Like, he's at home (laughs) with the kids. Sorry, Dave. But um, that's just the way the cookie crumbles.
2: It is, um, it is. And and Gav, you know, as you famously once said... Hard
1: to move on from a butt-fingering in crew. Um,
3: (laughs) That's... That is one of life's truths.
2: That
1: stands (laughs) true for Dave. That was true. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to get that in. (laughs) Yeah, well done. They put their finger up my (laughs) arse. Oh my god <laughs> We've entered the um, psychedelic part of the show <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Right, so sorry, you're back with us
2: yeah. Yes, yeah, as you say you, you, Yeah, so, you know, originally we were going to record yesterday And I was like, right, well this is the one week where I'm just not going to be available Because um, yesterday I was going for my second operation And uh, yeah, I went in um, He the, the doctor initially, well, can I just say I got there at, I think, half eleven Operation wasn't until five o'clock why? Do, why do I need to be there for so long? It's like an airport, you know. Like, what? What is? What is We're the necessity of this? Like, why am I just lying around for like six hours? That's uns- anyway, that's, that's pattern, you know. Not, not it's irrelevant. The doctor came very non-committal to the idea of it, like actually all coming out, and I was like, oh my god, like, I can't go through this again. You know, I've had this thing for thirteen months because you you had
1: surgery before and it didn't. They didn't get it all right. They they didn't zap it all. It was like you, the first yeah, guitar. they they got it, but there was still. Enough well, worth. they
2: they they couldn't even reach it the first time at all. Um, they I couldn't. Didn't. Yeah, the the tube wasn't t- you know turn off now if you don't want to hear about these things. But the, the the tube that connects the kidney to the bladder wasn't was too tight to get the you know the camera up or whatever it is they use. So uh, they put in basically like what's called a stent, which is like a, a, a some kind of mesh pipe, which expands that pipe. So that the next time I came in a couple months later, uh, they could get up there, and he said it was still difficult, and it you know he almost couldn't do it, but. He could get far enough where he was able to shoot lasers at it, and uh, and, and obliterated it with a laser. So, oh. so that all came out, and then they were able to take so the scent did out. out.
1: Did you uh, did you see it come out? Or?
2: No, no, I have no idea. I was I was under general uh, general anaesthetic, so I knew nothing of it uh, until I woke up, and you know, was oh, so very, very know, it
1: was very pleased. it, and then you pass it when you next.
2: No, I think I mean it was out of me, so I don't. I'm, I'm not quite sure how it works, but. Um, I think they they blast it and then it all comes out. I don't I don't I don't really know. Um, I don't know the details, <laughs> but but it was out of you by the time I woke up, Gav. That's all I know. Good.
1: <laughs> and, uh, this time yesterday, you didn't think you'd be ready to record on Sunday, and yet here you are.
2: You yeah, know. well, this is the thing. I mean, last time um, the operation this this has shown me like how badly the operation kind of went last time, because. I was in, you know, major pain for that entire week. I ended up with multiple catheters being put in, right, as, as Dave's, you know, found out, is awful, and um, I couldn't pass water, and I was just all I could, you know, I was just bleeding from from that area. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, that, that was rough, man. And I've realized now that, like, this is how it probably should have gone. <laughs> Where right. it's just, you know, you saw whatever, you know, it's, it's a bit, bit more painful to sit down and get some shooting pains and stuff, but it's nowhere near the level of that. Like, I was off work for a month last time, so. Um, You know, I'll probably just take uh, a bit of time to rest up and, and get fully back to back to myself. But I, I was saying to Rich and Mike before we got on here, like it, it's crazy how you know I've had this stone in for 13 months and then I had this stent in for the last three months, and just how much like even just the slightest movement, you always could could notice it and feel that it was there, and so it really like restricted me wanting to really do anything because even just going for a long walk would become like really discomforting, even if it wasn't like super painful. It was like just a lot of discomfort down your side and and you know going you know down to your crotch area right so uh, it's great man just just being able now even a couple of days after the surgery just being able to or one day after the surgery just being able to actually freely move around a little bit is is novel to me so uh, yeah it's exciting
1: that's great did they did they did they pull the stent out as well
2: yeah 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 I mean and that was the main thing I, I said when I went in I was like you know almost more than the stone I want the stent gone because that's the thing that really stopped me from doing anything at all I mean the stone I could feel it was there and sometimes it would cause intense pain for a day or two but for the most part I could exercise I could go climbing and stuff like I was doing but I could not do that with the stent I couldn't even go for walks with the stent in for very long and some days I would wake up and I just didn't even you know I, I just went to lie in bed all day because it, you could sense that the pain was there all day and uh, that stent was really, really rough. And, and, and you go online, I was looking it up, and like a lot of people complain about the stent. It seems like that really sucks. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, a necessity, I guess, to get it out in the long term.
1: And uh, some consternation in our sort of chat group about your diet and, and how you're going to recruit. <laughs> uh, any, any life changes made, or are you straight back on the McDonald's tonight? No,
2: no, no. <laughs> Maybe a <Yeah>. celebratory one. your. order's in. No, um, yeah, I, for, for real, I am. I mean, I've already like cut. Well, I I no longer add salt to anything. Um, I don't drink sugary drinks at all. You know, I've I've tried to make these changes where I can because you know that I'm not healthy in general. But um, I I really do need to get to learning how to probably just make some meals so that I'm not um, you know, not so reliant on just easy food that's that's probably not healthy. I, I do think that I know that this this was caused by my sudden and rampant increase in salty popcorn intake. Um, but how that's by how the much
1: shot with popcorn were you eating?
2: <laughs> Way more than a reasonable human should.
1: <laughs> Just give us a clue so that I don't make a mistake. Well, no.
2: Think about how often I go to the cinema and then imagine that I was eating a bag of salty popcorn every time that I went, oh. Is
1: that every day
2: or every day but you know we're probably talking like at least a couple times a week um and then maybe you'd you'd add some to and and the thing is as well what you don't realize is especially if you get like the actual popcorn from the cinema like that stuff is like insane like you are consuming so much salt it's like unreasonable and and i think you just don't even think until something like this happens and you actually stop and go actually that was so dumb and now i don't i I won't even eat it right now like it would be a very rare so uh, I just kind of got addicted to it. You know, I, I never used to like popcorn and then I, I think I just had it one day. I was like, well, oh, this is awesome. And just, just nonstop ate it for like six months.
1: <laughs> I mean, what, what have the doctors said to you about, about like diet and stuff? What do they say? Well,
2: do you know, very little surprisingly, I did broach this cause I said like, you know, I, do you get to like send it off and like test it to see what type it was or anything just to like confirm like what causes it. And he was like, you know, we, well, first of all, he couldn't because he'd blown it up. Um, but he said also, like, it, it, that apparently is quite a strenuous exercise. They have to, like, test the urine for, like, a full month as well. And they, they tend not to do that unless someone comes in with repeated issues. So his his advice was obviously just to, you know, drink plenty of fluids. He actually wasn't even that concerned with the salt, which I was pretty confident is the cause. But uh, when, I, when, I, when I broached it, he was just like, you know, limit sodium, limit protein a little bit, and drink plenty of fluids. And he was like, you know, you should be fine. So we shall see. Um, but... I do need to be a little bit more conscious. Just, just—I mean, not just for this, but you know, just, just in general, right? Just to be more healthy, and uh, I'm trying to eat more veg and whatnot.
1: Do you I eat veg? Bit... I thought you didn't well, eat veg. I,
2: I, I didn't, um, but I've been trying to eat sort of salads with things at work, and uh, you know, just mixing it in a little bit.
1: Um, well, so, uh, do you have a veg that you like? What's your favorite veg?
2: I, I, this is the <laughs> problem. Do I have a veg that I like? <laughs> no. I, I but... genuinely
1: have veg I like.
2: Um, you did. What so you have? A what
1: I have? veg that I actually enjoy eating.
2: Yeah, I, I know oh, a lot yeah. of people do, and, and I can't even get myself in that mindset. I wish that I had that. I mean, that would be great. I can't yeah, even imagine yeah. what that would be like. I take my number one veg, but the problem is I cover it in salt. But well, is, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: uh, uh, grilled leek, man, is
2: grilled leek
1: interesting? Yeah. We we lap that up, just but it, we, I do coke it <laughs> in salt, which is not a recommendation for you right now. But car oh, grilled leek yeah. or, or or asparagus as well. That's pretty good. Mm. Asparagus. Mike, yeah, asparagus, I don't know. Asparagus.
3: Plural asparagus. Yeah. The thing is,
1: I'm quite... You were keen on the veg?
3: Who, what? Um, you, you,
1: you were going, Oh,
3: yeah, uh, pff, Carrots, lads, raw, cooked. Yes, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. How, How do you say that?
2: I'm just basically, my mindset has switched now to where I'm just like, right, I'm just going to get over it. Apart from all the foods that are on my list of like, absolutely no, never. I'm talking about tuna, mushrooms, sweet corn. Hate sweet
1: corn. Um, so nondescript.
2: Yes. Just little yellow sweet stuff. Sweet corn sensation. I'm not about that. Um I'm basically just saying right, it's just time to just get over it. I'm just, you know, eating whatever. Um, in an A attempt tuna. to what's wrong with tuna? No,
3: absolutely not. Yeah. Tuna is, tuna should tuna
1: be banned. Steak. Tuna steak? No, no, no.
3: no. Tuna steak, oh, so yeah. mushroom mushrooms are the devil's food. I will I will back you there.
2: Mushrooms are like second worst, and tuna is on a whole scale of its own at the very bottom I of the list. What, where what, I-
1: which is worse, tuna steak or, or canned tuna? Uh,
2: I don't know what tuna steak is, but I probably uh,
1: canned tuna because I can't think of anything worse. That's where you're going no, wrong. No, it's not because I will – No, steak is delicious, man. <laughs> you, can, you can overcook it slightly, and it'd be like really tough on the outside and then slightly raw on the inside, and you cover it in soy sauce and maybe some green chillies. Oh, yeah.
2: No, all- you, honestly, tuna could taste like the best thing in the world. And the smell and look and feel of that food would still make it so I would never touch it.
1: I think that's canned tuna. You're talking about canned tuna. Yeah, which tuna is
2: tuna
3: very canned, food. very different.
2: Okay, right. So, I mean, maybe you're talking about something different, but I'm talking about, you know, tuna in its form that people are always eating.
3: Which is canned.
1: Yeah, yeah canned. The, the, the stuff you get in sandwiches. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That and, and sweet corn. That, that's gross, man. I get that.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. When people mix them together, oh no, man.
1: Oh, believe me, a tuna steak is like a totally different beast. Okay, well, I, yeah.
2: That's, is, is that just like eating a fish?
1: No, it's like eating a steak. It, it's hard to describe. It's, I'm gonna look this up. It's it's like it's like it looks like a steak, man. It's like mm.
3: it's how can a tuna
1: look like
3: a steak? No, no, it's not wrong. It's like it's properly like it's thick.
1: Yeah, it's 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 chewy and crunchy, and you can. Oh yeah, look
2: at it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. It does look like a steak.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry. So when when you say tuna, that's what I lean to because right, I don't cook pan stuff. Okay. I go that.
2: Yeah. So at least visually, I mean, this isn't as off putting. But yeah. I, to be honest, I don't eat fish. So. <laughs> right. Well, maybe you need to start. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe. You need to no, find something.
1: Experiment. Like you know like uh, yeah when I, when i was sort of your age i i my diet was a lot narrower and i kind of experimented and found various sources that make things good and like yeah. just, just putting lemon on fish makes a massive difference but soy sauce as well makes fish very palatable mm. um and and now it's rich's turn to pile on so
0: rich hey you? <laughs> yeah, it's your turn to pile on to say si. <laughs> well say si, leafy greens if that's what you want to start yeah. eating leafy greens and uh just buy even if you just buy a bag of spinach every week and just have some spinach every day that that alone will help you tremendously mm.
3: it, it, see, you could buy a kilo of spinach have it with one meal and wh- it'll will wh- down to the size of a teaspoon <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well
2: this is it and, and you know what rich you're right because funnily enough i know it might even sound like the most ridiculous suggestion to a listener but that is the one that works for me because I, i'm quite a bland dude right this is with food like i like the food that i like i frankly just don't see it changing i know everyone always said like oh yeah like all these home cut meals I gotta be honest, guys, I've just never really been into any of that. Like, I like my food because it's shit. And I don't think that's ever gonna change, sadly. <laughs> so you like burgers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can make a really good home cooked burger. Right, but right. So let me just this is this is this is a great example of what I'm talking about. The even now, there's probably exceptions. I mean, you go to certain places and get a burger and it's it's elite, I get it. But any burger I make myself, I'm probably going to have preferred just to go the and get a burger. i got to be oh, honest. no, no,
3: no,
2: <laughs> like, no, It just, truly, truly. And, you know, I don't know why that is. It's probably just something deeply rooted within my mental state. <laughs> but, but it is what it is. But when there's a simple, so this is why, you know, I was into the Huel for a while, because what I'm looking for is not, you know, a way to completely change my culinary, like, world, because I just don't see it happening. As a realistic exercise. What I want is like a solution, right? That's why the Huel was done. And I think this is something that I can do with leafy greens, because what I really need is something that doesn't gross me out, right? Because I'm grossed out by so much food. Well, like vegetables like that, like cucumbers and spinach and and you know lettuce, that doesn't gross me out. I can nibble it as much as I want. I might think it's a bit crap. But, you know, I can eat it. So I think I can do that, Rich. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that advice. I'm gonna buy you know bags of mixed salad and spinach and whatnot. Yeah, you kale, can just maybe. throw it in a bowl and, just, and,
0: and put some dressing on yeah, it, yeah. make sure yeah. the dressing it gets some dressing that doesn't have a lot of sugar. if you can get away with like one gram or less, if you can do that, I, I would suggest that as well And then I mean that that takes care of you know that because because spinach is nutritional, but it also you know it, it really pushes food through your through your colon through your digestive system. you know that's like salads give do nothing. Right, nutritionally, but salads are very important because they push the food through your colon. You know, all that that meat and stuff is sitting mm-hmm. in there. It helps disperse that. So, and that's what that's what uh, spinach does as well. But spinach is nutritional, actually. So, you get the best, best of both worlds.
1: It's got a iron in spinach. Yeah. What about curries? Do you like curries? Uh,
2: never really entered the curry world.
1: Never entered um, the curry world. <laughs>
2: I had a chicken karma once. It was actually the same night that I first tried alcohol. Um, or first got drunk I think. <laughs> you had a chicken karma once. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: yeah. it. That was the end of my curry experiences. I, I have like a curry every week. That's amazing, man. Do, do, do you not have like Indian restaurants in, you know, in Bolton? <laughs> well, of course I do. And, and Bolton is Good. the home of
2: that stuff, right? Exactly. So what's uh, going on here? Because what it is, is that I'm put off by uh, particularly saucy foods, unless it's a sauce that right. I know that I like. So it's a fluid thing. You you like yeah. dry? Well then you
1: like uh, tandoori, man.
2: Yeah. What tandoori is
1: tandoori? That? that is dry curry. It's basically char-grilled meat and it is delicious. I love it. Mm-hmm. Chicken tikka, but Not talk. masala. Masala means sauce. Yeah. I I that's Wait, what it's tandoori basically is tandoori, just tandoori type right? Of chicken. It means cooked in a tandoor uh like No, it's it, it means it's cooked in a tandoor, which is like a kind of um uh, bowl meat uh, metal bowl. And then the tikka means uh, cubed. And then if you, if you, if you see masala, that means sauce. So you go for non masala. So just chicken tikka or lamb tikka is just cubes of meat. Perfect for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Charge so, it. Mm. I'm just trying to envision how this, ar- so I order a a chicken tikka or a tandoori tikka and don't have the masala. I didn't even know this was an option. I, I'm so alien to this idea. What right. arrives?
3: Just, uh, uh, cubes
2: it's, of meat, it's, it's almost. Yeah, and rice. Yeah, like
1: charred little of meat, and you can have rice, or you, you can have some bread with it, or some.
2: And that's an soup. option. You can do that without the sauces and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that was a curry. That, to me, a curry was the sauce. No, no, no. What is a curry now? I'm just totally bemused by this.
1: Well, curry basically, <laughs> just means something, anything cooked with an onion base that's got some some cumin and some other spices like paprika and some some yeah. cardamom Basically, it's just Indian food.
2: Interesting. The world is
1: open food. I
3: I tell you I tell you a quick story. Indian food when I was growing up Indian food wasn't really there wasn't a lot of Indian restaurants where I lived. There's a lot now, but but not sort of you know early 2000s in Dublin. And I remember going out for dinner with it, with with a first girlfriend at the time when I moved over here and they said should we get Indian food and they were all like yeah let's get that. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And they passed me the menu. I couldn't <laughs> even pronounce the words. I, I looked at. so I, I don't, I genuinely, I don't know anything. I, I I haven't even heard, like I even, I didn't even hear of chicken tikka masala. I wouldn't even know what that was. And I just panic, I'm sweating bullets. What do I do? But the only, what I've heard about Indian food, it can go straight through you. I've got a problem. I'm staying in my girlfriend's house. What am I going to do? At her parents, at her parents' place. I mean, I I can't, I admit, I can't remember what I had, um, but I survived. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, so, yeah, you can, you can get you can get Troy food from an Indian. It doesn't have to be, you know, curry sauce based at all.
2: And, and you know what? The thing is, if I, got, if I did that and then had it with the sauce, I probably would be fine with it. And this is what I'm trying to say, right, where I just need to start getting over some of this stuff. But then, for me, a lot of it is I'm trying to look for stuff that's going to be, like, healthier. And is a curry even healthier? I don't know.
1: Um, well, where I was going originally is that you can yeah. make curries yourself really healthy and... You can batch it up and keep it, and I, you know I'll, I'll make a curry and then I'll eat it for like three weeks.
2: You know, people do that. I've got to be honest; that whole thing puts me off. I just I don't see myself doing it. Chloe does what? this. Just the idea of cooking a big batch of something, saving it. You know, I see people pulling out food they made three weeks ago. It all looks very off-putting to me. But it's great. <laughs>
1: it's better. Often. Mm-hmm. You, you find some something, dig down in the freezer. There's like a mysterious box of something. Like, what's that? And you get out.
2: Oh my god, that's delicious! See, that, that approach to food is like totally alien to me. That's the problem. Like, I can't even get in that mindset.
1: Yeah, I see. I was I was going to buy you a curry book, but most of them are all with sauces, so it's not. Really
2: right. <laughs> Chloe likes curry. you know, she'd probably teach me a thing or two. I am um, interested, intrigued by this idea of trying it without the sauce first, though. I am certainly like that. I mean, I like rice and chicken. I mean, it's kind of like a kebab, I guess.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a skewer. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. thing. i like that. It's good.
1: I genuinely, I'll generally go to a curry house. I'll order roti bread, a bit of tikka, and a curry. That's my kind of deal. Forget the way. I'll just dip the bread in the sauce.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Your description, though, Mike, of being at your ex-girlfriend's house was it your ex-girlfriend or your current girlfriend I didn't, I didn't know I
3: don't know what you said. Um, well like, saying the words current girlfriend might upset current my wife, wife you know what I mean but,
2: um... <laughs> I,
1: hope,
3: I didn't know who it was I hope she's heard that no 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 her her, and I did not see it through
2: okay uh, <laughs> was it the curry that did it <laughs>
3: <laughs> that story is for another day <laughs> um, but that experience that you had
2: there is kind of how I feel about any cuisine right that isn't you know one of the basics ones even even Chinese right like you know Chinese. I would always just be like, right? Is it a Chinese that does like some English? Thing?
3: <laughs> oh, you're the guy who ordered the omelette, aren't you?
2: Right. No, well, not the omelette. No, but but I would be the the um, sweet and sour chicken balls guy, right? <laughs> for the <laughs> for the longest time. And uh, but lately, I've got into dumplings. That's a thing. I, you know, dumplings. I think are low key awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Dim sum. I don't even know what that is.
1: <laughs> tough. Tough. It's like dumplings where you oh, get okay. foot dumpling or or picking neck dumpling.
2: Yeah. I, I mean I, you know, listen, call me terribly uncultured. I'm sure that I am, but like Yes, you are. No. I don't I, 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 I don't have time say, frankly say, to learn what all these things mean, you know?
1: <laughs> I'd say unadventurous, not uncultured. Yeah. yeah. That is it. That is it. You, uh, do you get um Indian
0: food out? There's out. Indian food restaurants out here. Yeah. I don't I don't personally like it though. It's one of the real rare foods what? and I just don't care for. Yeah. Really?
2: It, it feels like Indian food is a much bigger thing in the UK, probably probably because of the the influence of you know immigration and stuff. But it feels like Indian food's massive in the UK, right? It's probably like the it, would like, you say it's the second uh, biggest food.
1: Chicken tikka masala was like the the British national dish.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I would say that Indian is probably like after you know just what you would consider English cuisine. I guess I don't know what whatever that is. It's probably like the biggest import. Oh yeah. Cuisine, right? Yeah. After and then Chinese, probably.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Rich, what is it about Indian food?
0: It's I don't nice. like spicy food. Yeah, I don't care for yeah, it. It, it yeah, just it, my sinuses just open up and my nose runs everywhere. It's just it's like it's, same. I just yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what? I, I don't care for it.
3: My uh, I, I my... can
0: make you a good one,
3: Rich. A good mild curry yeah. that you enjoy.
1: But it's, it, they, they become more a bit like chilies oh, okay. at that
3: point. But, yeah. mm. I have to say, my yeah, my wife isn't and that that's not my friend side before you saying um <laughs> not a big fan of spicy food at all but will always go for the quite plain Jane curries. But you know, yeah. you know she knows her line. She knows she knows what she wants. She will I I don't mind spicy food. She'll have a little taste of mine and go, you know, give me the L that's too much. I know where my line is, I'll go back in my box and don't doesn't deviate from that. Because of that she same thing, silence is just flared up and I start running. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> mm.
1: brutal. Sorry, I, it it's my birthday today, and I said Lisa said we go out locally for for sort of after afternoon lunch to, for a treat. I said let's go for sushi, and I had eel sushi. Uh, would you ever have eel sushi?
2: No, I wouldn't. And there's there's a woman at work who we've been talking, having basically this exact conversation with lately about my diet, and uh, she came back with sushi. and Was like this, oh, look at this. Like, would you do this? I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Again, I can't get in even in the headspace. I'm not even in the same. You know nation as you when we're talking about stuff like this (laughs) like we're talking about eating raw fish no no. let me tell you where i am with fish i don't think we should be eating things that live in water it's like the completely (laughs) different evolutionary cycle it's it's like saying like aliens have descended right are we gonna start eating their foods no 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 no. that's a totally different environment they've grown up in i don't want anything to do with it i only eat things that were on the land
3: (laughs) I'm gonna send you a picture of my friend <laughs> That is. Sorry, I don't even know where to start. I, I will admit, I I don't think I've ever actually tried sushi. Have you not? Now I think about it, but you know, raw fish, raw meat. You know, I've had beef tartare. That's nice. Oh,
1: that is nice. Hmm. Ever had but, that? Right. Spot?
2: So, uh, listen. This is where I. I mean, this is where I need some input from you guys, right? As, as people with wider palates, right? Maybe. So, imagine. You know, I'm trying to. Put, how do I even put this into words? I have such a limited palate, right? Such a, a narrow. Uh, just number of foods that I enjoy, right? You know, do you have foods that you think are like, you know, that's a food that I really love, right? And how many of those foods do you have? Hundreds. Wow.
1: I'd say quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, I love basically every cuisine there is. I've got like a meal or four meals that I absolutely love. So Italian, Lebanese, Turkish, French,
2: Greek. I'm trying to think of like, hmm, what foods do I like? When you say a food, and I think, oh yeah, like I would really like that. And it's really like purely like pizza, <laughs> burgers, <laughs> kebabs, chips, crisps. Uh, fried chicken. I, I
1: mean, my my absolute guilty chicken.
2: Pleasure,
1: Fried chicken, like
2: yeah. Chicken, yeah. And I'm kind of already uh, out. Like halloumi. <laughs> yeah. I've just I've just posted a picture of
1: my meal tonight on the. That's my plate there in the uh, in the WhatsApp group. There, would you eat that side? For
2: listeners, this is a plate of, oh, a copious amount of just what look like sea slugs. <laughs> oh, where's my the phone?
1: eel is at the, bottom, the the closest to me. Uh, that was what I ordered it because I wanted to eat the eel, but I wanted a selection.
2: I have a thing with like cold foods as well, like foods that are cold, but feel like they shouldn't be in my mouth. I can't, I can't deal with that. No. <laughs> so that's just not going to work for me, I'm afraid. But do you know what? I don't need to like sushi, right? This is the thing. You don't need to. Don't need to. This is don't the thing. Like, we, I don't sushi. need to make these crazy leaps. What are you saying,
1: sir? Sushi is not that great for you. I mean, the the fish is full of mercury. And, you know, it's not. not really? that, that's just a, a treat for me. You know, I don't I don't eat it that often. But it's my birthday, and I was like, let's go for sushi because it's nice.
2: Happy birthday, by the way. I feel like we didn't acknowledge that. You should have said that at the top. Even though Damn. we did, we did, we did say this earlier. But <laughs> I just kind of slipped my mind by the time yeah, the I've had a few. It's fine.
3: <laughs> nice oh dear! It's what well, like a very pretty plate of food.
2: It's
1: not bad, is it? That's very, just my local. Pretty what pretty the
3: five sea slugs? Hmm.
1: I don't know about that. The arrangement's good.
3: Yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a layer of salmon over some over some rice. I think it yeah, looks like
1: they're great. all racing You see the bright red one side? That's tuna, right there. <laughs> <It's> tuna. <laughs> rich, rich on, on the orange one. That's little like they look like eggs there. I don't know what they are. Uh,
2: I want to. Yeah, I'm going to say that does look. I thought that was like caviar or something. An appealing yeah. color at least. Um Rich, h- how obscene does my diet like d- d- like d- like, d- like how concerned how are, are you dying
0: are you inside? I'm, <laughs> I'm concerned. How old are you son? <laughs> 26 27 yeah, you in a week. see cuz you you're you're young and you've been able to get away with it up to this point but you're you're getting into that Six. age group even in the 30s man guys can have heart attacks in 30s. You know so oh, so you're oh, getting man. <laughs> my, my, my buddy <laughs> was, uh, back home was an e m t tell me all about this stuff, and um yeah, so you're getting an age where you're not going to be invulnerable you know, I think you're probably a you're probably about right there right so I think, you know, and it's the same conversation I have with my son. His diet isn't quite as bad as yours, but he he won't eat a vegetable to save his life, you know. And I keep telling him, this is so important. You got to get on this and you got to start doing this, you know, just, you got to make it a priority in your life, you know. I mean, because, you know, we all want to be around as long as we possibly can. And, and, it's it's just gonna it's just gonna help with everything else out there in the world the carcinogens and everything that we breathe in every day like those things we can't help you know so we're fighting off all kind of stuff every day long so to do that is as efficiently and 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 as strongly as possible you have to have a good diet man so you got to give your body every chance mm-hmm. it, it can possibly get to you know fight off this stuff mm-hmm. every day
1: absolutely you know if you I do think whatever whatever it is you need to just cook yourself some meals because you know what's going into them take take away meals fine but they they, you don't know what's in it that's the problem you know and they they Mm. just they they taste great because they put so much salt preservatives that's why they taste
2: dude i I was so upset the other day so i'd never had ramen before right and obviously everyone's talking about ramen all the time it feels like a very trendy food and um so i bought myself a packet of ramen from from the like the foreign food uh, aisle in asda right and uh, I cooked it the other day, and I had it with like some um, some chicken that Chloe had made, and I was eating it, and Chloe was like, "Oh, you like it?" I was like, "Dude, this is like the best food ever." I'm like, "How on earth have I gone all this time without having ramen?" Like, why has no one told me how good this is? And then my lips started to like go really like like dry, like when I eat salty popcorn, and immediately I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a second, there's something wrong here." Uh, and I googled the the exact ramen that I'd eaten. It was ninety five percent of your daily salt in that ramen packet alone. Right. And I was like, I was like, what? That? Why didn't no one tell me that what's going on? <laughs> like, like, I thought this was like a not not necessarily healthy, but like I thought this was like a step in the right direction. I was like, this is worse than anything I've been eating. You started uh, by buying a packeted ramen. That's I problem. thought that was what ramen was. Like I thought that everyone eats packet ramen. That's what you see people eating. They're all like, oh, look at all these different packets of ramen.
1: Ramen is just noodle soup, right? Which oh.
0: Means-
1: the salt's a complicated gav. When you made the ramen, wasn't there a was no <laughs> little packet which you yeah. tore open. Yeah, so in that was loads of salt.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've uncovered that. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's good. That's the problem. Salt salt is like a coefficient, right? It's like yeah. an amplifier. It just makes everything taste better. No matter what the what the taste is, it makes it taste more of it. You know?
2: What what is what I want to know? And this goes this this is kind of similar to my internet argument I was talking about before, the things that just don't make sense. Why did humans not evolve to like foods that are good for them? I don't understand this. Why do I not like all the all the veggies and and all? You know, it's a state of mind. I was, when you have to train yourself to like it. Oh God! It's like as you're
1: eating the disgusting vegetables, you have to be thinking, "Well, this is preserving my life," and and then you do genuinely start to like it. Mm um and you, and you also you need to experiment with ways of cooking things like, I i much prefer steam vegetables well actually i much prefer char char grilled vegetables are the best mm-hmm. but they're not as healthy so steam vegetable i prefer but then you know like my grandma used to boil vegetables disgusting like, so it's just the way of preparing it is,
2: is i just don't know how how do you try all this how do you try all this stuff though when you have gotta take the time man uh, yeah, I guess. But like, what am I gonna do? Like, cook every food under the sun and see whether I like it cooked five different ways? Like, I don't have time for this. Well,
1: no, I, I'm telling you, there's there's some ways which are better than others, and steaming is probably a happy middle ground where you get the nutrients and it tastes all right and it's it looks good, colors good, doesn't look like a sort of disgusting slop.
2: But I, I have this just, conversation it stresses me out because I'm just so like inept with this i i (laughs) would i I literally i
1: i I started cooking at like 20 well i started cooking at university just just to like because i had no money and i couldn't afford takeaways um but i didn't really start cooking until i was like 30 when i started buying cookbooks and had like Mm. spice collection and things so it's well within your horizons now to like be this is fine like you 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 know you've, you've had a health scare and now it's time to like move on and change your lifestyle it's fine it's all fine
2: yeah okay I'm going to I, – I do think there's a world where I could get into cooking. That's the thing. But I just kind of wish I had a bit more space, a bit more equipment, you know what I mean, a bit more like – yeah, I don't know. Think, and the other thing is it's the combination of not knowing how to cook and not liking any foods. So it's not even like I can say, well, I don't know how to cook, but I can at least just try throwing all these different foods together and it'll be fun because I don't like any of the foods that would go in it. So it's like a one-two combination of just – it's awful.
1: Here's what you should do, right? <laughs> Have you got like a uh, water stones or a daunt? Books? Yeah, yeah, yeah right so just go down and go to the cooking section and just have a peruse uh-huh. right look through uh-huh. the cookbooks and go mm, yeah i could eat some of these things and buy that book and then what you'll find is that you have none of the ingredients right yeah. and i don't mean just the ingredients which meal but there's with every meal there'll be like four or five ingredients you never heard of right and so you think okay i'll make one meal this week i'll make one meal from this thing you buy everything it'll be really expensive you'll be pissed off you'll be you'll be like moaning about me but what will happen the more you do that you put cook one meal a week and you build up this like repertoire of ingredients spices techniques and then and then you'll start to get creative which is what happens you are know, like well if i use the technique from that recipe but with these flavors with those spices and mm-hmm. it becomes like you know how like magic gathering you're like making a deck out of different things mm-hmm. literally cooking be- can become that fun for you where you're like what about if i use the jerk flavor with the technique from the fried chicken with uh, the tuna, right? Like you just mix, start mixing mm-hmm. things and trying it out and trying different bits and pieces, and, and suddenly you're a, you're a chef,
3: right? That, that's yeah. all it is.
1: Yeah. Just trial and error.
3: I was just about to say it's trial and error. You're, you're going you're gonna to cook things and, and balls it up. That, that's that's going to happen. You're going to overcook, undercook. Um, you're going to try some spice mixes and then realize, nah, nah, nah that doesn't work for that. that, that that's part of it. You know, you, you 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 make mistakes and you learn from it. Bit bit more of this, bit less of this. I mean, when I any time I use a cookbook recipe, I you know it says this amount of spice. Eh, I'll, I'll I'll decide how much spice I want to put in. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you don't go that accurate, by it I couldn't tell you how much I measure putting into food in terms of seasoning and stuff like that. Just chug it in. If it needs more, needs more. If it needs less, shit.
2: yeah I'm definitely gonna I I am gonna do that I'm gonna try and follow some recipes and find something and I have done it in the past a couple times right I've Mm. I've played around with it
3: tell you what let me let me dig out a great barbecue sauce recipe I've got absolutely Mm. unbelievable slap it on some wings or some ribs Mm. sensational
1: well he doesn't
2: like sauce though does he he doesn't like... like what sauce Oh, I like barbecue sauce. This is what I'm saying oh. is there's no consistency to this. Do you know, do you want to know how I like got to like barbecue sauce? This is a fun story. Cause it goes to show like how mental it is. None of it makes any McDonald's. sense back in the day. Well, actually kind of it is, but there's more to it back in the day. I would only eat ketchup. Right. And one day I was in McDonald's with my dad before a football game or whatever. And I was like a little kid. So I must've been like six years old. I was stupid. And, uh, I would I would not try any of the sauces other than ketchup, right? So my dad, like, opens the barbecue sauce that he's got, and I've got my ketchup, whatever. And then he hands me this open barbecue sauce without the lid on and says, oh, no, this is ketchup. It's just they've made it a different colour. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just yeah. it. I was like, oh, this is nice. He's like, yeah, it's barbecue sauce. You moron. <laughs> you know, it's,
1: it was no coincidence. I, I grew up – my, my uh, one of my best friends growing up <clears throat> worked in KFC, right? Like that's, That was his thing. Like quite a few of my friends worked in KFC, but him in particular. And he, he hated – veg hated salad. So every day for lunch and dinner and probably breakfast as well, by the way I was never there for breakfast, he would have a chicken zinger burger. <laughs> and he had that for about three years. Jeez. And then he wondered why like he distended his stomach, got gastroenteritis, and was like pooing blood and had to be yeah. lost You know, you, you eat crap basically and it's not good for you. It it catches up with you fast.
2: Totally. So, I mean, I remember the time they did the, um, you know, it was like, the, I can't remember how many it was. It was like the 20, is it like 25 or 50 of the hot wings or something? They were doing them for like a tenner. I think it was a few, like, it was like five years ago or something. KFC started doing that. And uh, me and Marv went one day and I got like the bucket of the hot wings and just ate all the hot wings in this bucket, right? And I'd never felt anything like it. Like, it, I actually felt like my blood had turned into chicken. <laughs> oil. It, it was like the weirdest <laughs> feeling I've ever had. And I see, I've actually gone off like KFC a little bit because it like oh, totally... Yeah. It's like Domino's. I can't eat Domino's now because it was the thing that I ate just before the kidney stones started uh, really blowing up the first time. Mm. So now it's like put me off eating, <laughs> even though it probably had nothing to do with that. Like, I don't know. It's uh, right. it's all mental, man. It's all mental. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah Gav, sorry. Uh,
1: how is Marv? He's still in touch with
2: you? Uh, you know, he's he's around. Uh, oh. He messages me now and again.
1: Okay. He had a bit of a meltdown, didn't he?
2: Like <laughs> he didn't have a. I think we had a collective meltdown. Okay. Um, I think the, the the actual issue, if you want to get into the, the the thing of it, I think his girlfriend's got more of an issue with me now, uh, but right. more than more than he does. I think we'd probably be fine by now if it was just us two. But yeah, that's a story for another day. Right? Should we wrap the show up? We talked enough <laughs> <Yeah>. about food. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: uh, so uh, your favourite recipes that
3: you think? So yeah, <laughs> yes,
2: yes,
3: great show, great show. And, and if
2: you've got like a a really boring recipe that I am likely to not say, there is one thing in that I won't eat. Then uh, send it.
1: Cool. Good show, oh. guys. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Sorry for
1: my. Uh, well, you know what happened at the start of the show. Sorry. <laughs> and,
3: and apologies for happening in the middle of the show.
2: <laughs> uh, Rich, you want to do something to spoil the end of the show just to cap it off?
0: Mm, yeah, but I should. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> 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 oh, my Rich.
2: Oh god! Right, follow the show at UK Steelers Follow me at Syro. Si, this follow Gav at GM Boom Up. Follow Mike at Mike underscore JF One, and follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. And uh, hey, we'll see you next week. Don't know what we're doing. We'll figure it out. Go
0: <laughs> yeah, they my house. <laughs> Ghost stealer Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. Yeah.